My mama would say, you gotta fight for what is right. To her I would say, I wanna give back the world some light. Mm-hmm. But it's an empty road, I feel so alone, I forgot. Good morning, Patriots. And today is Sunday, February 11th, in the year 2024. It's actually finally starting to change to where the show begins about the time of sunrise, which is nice. And it's a good way to start the day. Lots of prayer requests today. So we're going to be busy in prayers. And um, hopefully we won't run. We have a three-hour limit, just so you know, on for right now on Podbean, whatever reason, for these shows, which is kind of ridiculous, but it's what it is. So if for some reason we're going to end up running over three minutes, we'll have to quickly start another show and just continue. I don't, over three minutes, three hours. Did I say three minutes? 
people are kind of like, what are you talking about? Three hours. We're going to have to get some stuff here and, and just zero in on our prayers and bust them out in a good way. Real quick, we have a couple sponsors we want to talk about before we get going. By the way, the Dan Patch revival was yesterday and it was very powerful. Uh, from the reports I got from Michelle and Leah, they were they went to way early in the morning. They had a and then they did I think a morning service and then they're back on the road. But it was supposed to be just a very successful uh, event. And from the feedback I got, I just it was very brief last night. The prayer that we did, and I just gave them a quick outline. I also sent them the whole prayer we did last night for the show, which was about 30 minutes. Um, but the whole prayer that we did apparently was completely in alignment with the words that they were getting there, which is very fantastic. I love when stuff like that happens. It's just really good. And just before we get going as well, just for a quick cow update, because people like to hear it. After spending three hours the other night chasing down my calves and bringing calves that had managed to separate from their mamas into different fields, which I don't know, it's calves, if, if you've done cattle, calves have a mind of their own and ability to go places. You're like, I can't believe you just did that. So we have two fields, an upper and a lower, and I have them both open so you can pass through. And it's a long walk around, but the two fields come about and where you can the cows can see each other on the lower field and the upper field at the road in between when they walk all the way around the property. So the, it was um, Friday. I had spent three hours running calves down that had managed to go the long way around somehow and leave their mamas. And I had a herd of cattle that was literally losing their mind because they could see their babies, but they couldn't get to them across the fence. Of course, it's logically in the human way it's like just walk around it's not a big deal and I had the herd I was moving the herd kind of having to doing the Pied Piper thing around the whole property and bringing them around I just about had them the whole herd going to the lower field I was just like within 50 feet and there were two young calves in that batch that had managed to stay up on top of the hill that started to <laughs> cry out for their mamas. So I watched about 25 cows turn around and walk back up to where I just had them as I have two baby calves on the other field. Needless to say, it was a bit of a zoo. And on top of it, I have a, a bull that he and I tangled the other day. Um, he's more than ready to start taking care of his ladies and he broke out. This is how it all started. He broke out. And it, it's the second day he broke out. I'm rebuilding the fence right now, so he's not going to get out. But nonetheless, he broke out the day before. And I went down to move him. And I was walking on the ground. And he decided he was going to charge me. So I decided I'd charge him back. And then he decided that was a good idea that we'd stop. So we, we came to agreement. As I charged him and he charged me, which I don't know how that would have turned out. Probably painful, but I don't care. Um, he decided it was probably a better idea that we not charge each other. So he walked back into the pasture. And the second day he got out, and so this time I didn't mess around. I just got on the ATV and moved him. And this is when the whole fiasco started because the bull had brought a mama with him, and he's thinking she's ready to do her thing, and the calves are set on the wrong side of the fence. And I was out there for three hours and finally just opened up all the 
lower gates and let them find their way home, and they did. And the one baby I was most worried about, which was young baby that just didn't seem to have the mama connected to it. I, I was a f- concerned this young baby, had, the mama had rejected it. Turned out that that's not the case. The young baby, the young calf is probably about three weeks old now, um, is um, just very independent and likes to explore and likes to go away. Found it yesterday doing the same thing. And then likes to run back to its mama and get nursing, nursed and then goes on and does its own thing again. So that's how this all started, this whole, my whole Friday was in the evening, which led to my cows now seemingly happy and reunited at babies with mamas. And from a count yesterday, it looks like we've got all births are complete now. So we've got 15 calves, 16 cows. Remember, we lost one this last year, early in, in this process, which was in November. One was killed by coyotes and uh, one bull. So total number of went from a herd of 15 or 16 plus one, which would be the bull, so 17. We've added 15 new calves to the batch, so we're up to 32, and that's a nice season and a good success report for what we've got. So I'm happy, and now I just have to keep them all uh, contained. And I'm not so worried about that part of it because there's plenty of food for now, and the bull has got everything he needs. So as long as I have those two things in place, the rest gets pretty easy from here out. The uh, (laughs) bulls are funny, I'll tell you. We had the first bull I had up here was very healthy and his mamas were all pregnant and so he had nothing to do so the neighbor had a bunch of heifers that were very flirty and he walked right through a fence we had just built so that won't be the case with this bull he's he's well occupied and will be busy for the months to come which is good all right so we have a new sponsor of the show that um, with all this I want to bring up. Debt is a problem for everybody. Well, not everybody, but for a lot of people, uh, especially in this time. And debt is an overwhelming thing that can bury you, leave you swimming in stress and fear and a lot of other really bad things. You lose sleep over it. Um, it's a trap at the end of the day, especially when you get into high interest rates and credit cards. People take out loans, short-term loans sometimes to cover debt. These are just things that are end up being just vicious traps. And sooner or later, between inflation and the interest rates you're, that you're paying, your paycheck just disappears. Done With Debt is a company that is really one that can become your lifeline. Done With Debt has some new and ingenious strategies to erase your debt faster and easier than you thought. So they really become your advocates. They begin, Done With Debt begins by analyzing your debt options that you qualify for, they help reduce your bills, They and they can cut down your interest rates. They have a skilled staff of negotiators that know how to negotiate your debt down and to get your life back without having to go through bankruptcy or without taking a loan, which is all really good. Done with debts, strategies really are top, top tier in the industry, and they have a lot of solutions, many of which are time sensitive. So taking advantage of a lot of these programs are out there. So head on over to donewithdebt.com. That's donewithdebt.com. 
check them out. You're going to find the links below this podcast. Well worth your time. So donewithdebt.com. Yes. So this is an interesting time in which we live. We've we last night. If you didn't tune into the show, we had some updates. Uh, our Saturday night program, Gospel of Peace, had a pretty powerful feedback of the uh, from the prayers that we did a few weeks ago for Ohio, which we took on a principality. And again, that, 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 that testimony was powerful because it's a person now that's running for office that suddenly had on their heart the need to tell truth, even if it meant they go to jail. I use that as a indicator that we have managed to neutralize the, the power of the, of the principality that's been over Ohio. And if you remember a few weeks ago when we prayed into that, that principality was a big snake, which seems to be very consistent. Big snake hanging over Ohio with little baby snakes infecting people's hearts and a nest of eggs. And to see a politician now willing to self-sacrifice and tell the truth, which was a truth related to being an FBI in, uh, infiltrator to, dis, to disrupt and cause patriot groups to become violent so that the FBI could then arrest them. He brought that forward, has documentation, risks losing his campaign and risks going to prison for telling the truth, but felt he was compelled to do so. That's a indi strong indicator to me that the strength of the principality that oversees that state has now been either removed, which I would say has been removed, and now you're going to start seeing more of this as we go forward. We'll pray into some of that today. Of people telling the truth because the truth is the only way. The consequence of not telling the truth is worse than the consequence of holding it. Where When the principalities are in place over a state, I think people get deluded and believe that they're protected by something that's not, it's, it's their false god is what it is. So we have... Um, that and then last night we prayed on Indiana, which was a very powerful prayer. Our prayer session last night, just the prayer alone, was about 25 minutes of waging war against the principality in Ohio, in Indiana, which was the home of Kinsey. And of course, Kinsey is the Kinsey Institute. The whole thing with Kinsey is the what really opened the door for this pedophile culture that we have in this these horrific um, acts and legalization of sex with children. So this is a very real issue in our culture and has opened the doorway to perversion that I think as we start to really get down to it, it gets into those uncomfortable places, which I've talked about here and not to, I always get feedback and I get feedback from unexpected places too, but people don't want to let go of what they have, what they covet. Let's put it this way. And um, when you get into the bedroom with people they like to think that that's off limits for any sort of discussion from a from a ministry point of view. And I'm I'm going to always come at things the way God leads, obviously. And unfortunately, when we get into Kinsey, you start to realize that that level of corruption was designed to get into the bedroom to corrupt our practices of who we are and how we how we deal with our relationships in the most intimate space and to open up acceptance of things on a regular basis that quite frankly are purely rooted in the sex magic of the occult. I am not one that thinks that you can just go about those things and not have consequences. 
I think you do. And as we become aware of them, we become responsible to making those corrections. So Kinsey is at the root of that. And we prayed against it last night. And I think we had some success there. According to, I, I felt we had great success. And according to Michelle and Leah, they were, even the, the group that was there was amazed at how our prayers lined up with them. And I was not paying any attention to their rally, just going as, as we were led in Holy Spirit. So that's good news. That means that we're waging war together. And what's really amazing is to start to see how these this concept of spiritual warfare is growing in different communities. You know that Pete Chambers is a big believer in this as he leads the effort in, in, southern, in the southern border. More and more guys I know in the realms of special operations are realizing that the spiritual warfare element is critical to how they do operations. So this should give everybody some confidence to none to realize that it's being seen and it's being understood that prayer warfare and spiritual warfare are a critical component to winning this fight far beyond the kinetic. Though I'm sure that there's plenty of good ideas people have on how to deal with these people in the world that are doing such damage on the kinetic level, but we begin in the spirit and we will, we change the entire dynamic what's around us. And ultimately, that's the element of love as we pray into this, the power of love on so many levels. One other call out this morning from another sponsor, and this is just the realization where we are right now in this time. It's just a very true understanding that we have a, uh, a food crisis looming. We've seen what they've been doing in Europe to try to curtail food production. That we've had. There's been enough pushback back there that They've probably limited some of that damage. The question is what will happen in this year and next year and in the next coming years. Food production across the globe and in the United States has been has been disrupted. And we have the food processing plants in this country, amazing number of them that have just magically burned down. We are into a very critical time. And it is important that people take responsibility for that sort of moment in time coming and not be caught short. The unfortunate part with some of this for the realization is how different generations are still running sorely unprepared. Gen Z is running about 40% on average of preparing for some end of times, not end of times, but disruptive element to the food supply. Gen X, which should be your wisest, is actually less prepared than Gen Z. So we need to take it seriously. If you head on over to preparewithbards.com, preparewithbards.com, you're going to find the one-year food system available from My Patriot Supply. It gives you 2,000 calories a day. They have a, they're sealed in four-layer bags that have a shelf life of over 25 years. So you have no worry on this. They're nutritious meals. They're designed to keep you focused and healthy under stress. And all of that's available for under $2,000, which is a really good buy right now. So head on over to preparewithbards.com preparewithbards.com. Check it out. It's My Patriot Supplies one-year food system. And I think it's well worth the foundation system that it is. It's a great buy right now, and we really you need to make sure that you've got everything in place. Super important. We have a, a lot of disruptions coming. I don't know to what magnitude, but we just we can see those things coming. And unfortunately, that becomes a... It's one of those treading themes that can tread into fear, which we don't want it to be fearful like everything else. So take control of it, and we take the fear away. So let's begin with a prayer this morning. Father God, we are just coming to you today very humbled and blessed and just asking that as we are led here this morning, 
just to open those gates of gifting and the, the blessings that you provide upon us and the authorities given to us by Christ to literally bring to, into this world the power of the living God. We are Our goal here, Father, constantly is to be witness to the powers of all that you bring to this world. And in the, as we are praying in under the authorities of Jesus, that we, we manifest the fivefold ministry, that of the prophetic, the apostolic, healing of the sick and broken, the casting out of demons and the raising of the dead, that these are part of our prayers this morning and each, each morning that we come together in this assembly to honor all that Jesus gave us, honor the, the power and glory of you as the, as the living miracle God, and to raise up people into a greater way that they then become witness and testimony for the power of who you are, which is the most transformational element we can do in bringing people to Jesus. And so, Father, we thank you for your blessings. We ask for your blessings to guide us this morning and to truly bring the glory of heaven into people's lives through the power of prayer. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Let's take a look at some praise reports before we begin this morning. It's, um, we have a praise report. It says, um, now to him who is able to immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power, that is the work within us, Ephesians 3.20. Praise the Lord of hosts. We are blessed with a beautiful venue, a sheriff deputy, and a receptive audience that had Eaton town, Township residents. People stepped forward and volunteered and donated over $1,500. The timing was perfect. Payment for the local paper ad is due today. Now we have grassroots help and resources to proceed. Thank you all for your prayers, Kevin and Christine Taylor. This again, this all, this prayer against the principality in Ohio two weeks ago originated from a prayer request from Kevin and Christine Taylor. And it wasn't their prayer request, but it's what Holy Spirit placed before us. We did that. And so we're seeing some shifts now in Ohio, which are not insignificant. This is big. And we're seeing that other testimony I mentioned at the beginning of the show. So, Father God, I just want to thank you for the the shift in direction and shift in tide in Ohio. As we come before you today, we have prayed against that principality. And so, Father, as we continue to pray into that the, the continued lifting up of Ohio and the opening of hearts and truly we pray for the book of truth to be placed upon people's hearts to see through this fog that they're living in, to see truly what the evil is, and to lift them up with the inspiration to start taking action and leaning into this. We thank you for the efforts of Kevin and Christine Taylor. We continue to bless them and pray for them and empower them with all that Holy Spirit can give them. And we continue to pray into that replacement name that will be there in Ohio that will take the seat in the principality that will now oversee it for kingdom. So, Father, we ask you to continue to guide us and bless us in all we do and guide Christine and Kevin in their efforts as they continue their efforts forward to lift up their state, to save the land, to mobilize the people, and to step in in a big way. What begins as a small action grows to a to a statewide action as people's hearts are lifted and awakened to the threat that they face and the 
the power that they have within the authorities given to us by Christ. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. There's another, this is a final praise report for Roger, who is the guy from Illinois who was run over by a fishing boat while snorkeling back in August last year. We prayed in December for a complete restoration of Roger's waterworks following a procedure to remove the bladder drain from his stomach and reconnect everything and try to get his body to work as normal. I have been told that a miracle upon miracle has occurred and that he that the catheter that was initially used is now redundant. All praise to our Heavenly Father. Thank you so much for all the healing prayers. For Roger is now, now have totally restoration of his body is a real miracle. What a blessing for him and also for his family who experienced the trauma of this accident. Janet, which is JCUK. This is huge. This was one of these, if you remember, he was swimming, snorkeling over off the coast of Africa, as I recall, and had a marker boat floating above him that drifted off point. So the fishing boat came by not knowing where he was. He surfaced and got run over by the fishing boat. It broke his pelvic and tore open his lower area. It was a pretty bad accident. He was in ICU. JCUK brought it to us. We prayed. One week later, Roger was back in Illinois took a flight home to Illinois, which was the first major miracle. We have continued to pray just that all of, as she refers to his waterworks, all of his operations down there would be in his pelvic area would be restored. That was the last prayer we had. And now we're told that everything is back to normal. Thank you, Jesus. So Father God, I just want to thank you for this miracle of miracles. I just ask you down, we just pray into Roger and pray in through the power of Jesus to settle into his heart that he can become a testimony in this time, wherever he is, that this power and experience can be very, can rooted very deeply in his heart to know that this came from the Lord of hosts and that he is truly a, a walking testimony for all the power of our faith and the love and prayers. We lift him up. We lift up JCUK for continued prayers and support for her friend. We lift up Roger and his family and bless them in the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise report. Thank you so much, Bart's family. Steve is, Steve's knee is so much better. Infection and pain under control, swelling gone. Doc released him to go back to work Wednesday with no restrictions. Still have a few days left of meds to finish out, but finish, but complete turnaround from a lot from last week. I believe our prayers all helped. Thank you, Jesus, for healing Steve and Don. Steve had gotten an infection in his knee. He was in extreme pain. They didn't know he, had, he had injured his knee, but it ended up being looked like an infection. If you recall, last week we prayed for that. So they gave him some antibiotics, but we've also, his to be at this point is really quite a miracle. So, Father God, I just want to thank you, and we just lift our hands up in praise for, again, for this miracle of miracles to see Steve now healed and back to normal. We just thank you, you thank you for all this that you've done for his knee. And we praise you for that and we thank you and ask that you can continue to fill his life with the power of Jesus and the Holy Spirit to fill them fully from head to toe and toe to head. Continue his healing into the perfection of what his body was intended and may this moment again be as settled in on his heart to speak truly into the world as an example of 
the powers of prayer in the living God. Bless them both in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Brooke has been found. Okay, this was one I was trying to sort out this morning. I think we, let me just check a quick text message. Because I was trying to confirm something this morning on this exact prayer. Uh, Okay, so um, there was a young girl, Brooke, that apparently went missing. So Brooke has been found, but I woke to a roller coaster of emotions. A Facebook post from Seth's ex-girlfriend's mom. Boy, those those connect sex ex, Seth's ex-girlfriend's mom. I, my, my brain doesn't work that fast this morning. Brooke and Seth were together for five years. She was here for Thanksgiving. Christmas camping trios, and now she was missing, and my son was out looking for her. Although I really wish he had woke me up, he was out looking for her. I know my kids are solid. I know it, but it's sure nice to get a reminder. And and then a late entry on the praise report. Thank you, Jesus, for Brooks' safe return, and thank you, Jesus, for the heart of gold you placed in my son. So apparently Brooke went missing and was has been found. We just need to pr- continue to pray for her safe return. Um, and I know that there was a Facebook post about her being missing. So this is from Chris NMI. Father God, I'm just going to thank you for what that is, for Brooke's safe return and for the heart of Chris of MI's son who stepped in to look for her and to uh, help facilitate her safe return a great example of what we need to do in the body of Christ to take the courage to step in and to look out for one another and not just turn a blind eye. So, Father, you just bless these two young people in this moment and whatever situation Brooke was in. We just ask that if there's any trauma, that that trauma will be healed in her heart. And we just, just thank you for the blessings placed upon her and this young man who have been able to both in the end of the day work in a way to bring the power of, of kingdom together to bring her home safely. We pray for her blessed and safe return and her continued strength in the body of Christ and her walk in Jesus. And just ask Jesus that you would present yourself to her and wherever she is in that path, may this moment be a reminder of the power of the living God. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Those are powerful moments. There is a story. I'm going to relate it to the best I can. Um, I don't have the praise report right before me. And I may make a couple mistakes, but in just in general, this is what has happened. Last week, um, our one of our followers who goes by, Jack Tard, uh, who works up on a, he's in a ski resort up in New York, we're told a story of a young man who fell off the lift. He fell from 40 feet high. And when they found him, they had put a neck brace on, a back brace. They had determined his pelvic was broken along with his legs. Um, Jack had said that the minute that he got the call, there was, it sounds like three or four of them responded to this. It was pretty bad. This was a young young boy in his, in his young, in his 12 to 14 years old range that was being groomed to be uh, for the, the ski team. He'd gotten on the lift and fallen off and then tumbled down the mountain. One of the things that the young man had asked Jack when he got there is, Will, uh, am I in a dream? And Jack said no. And then Jack had made the comment that it was good he could still feel in his legs because the kid asked if he was going to walk again. 
they were afraid of a pretty severe injury. And um, that was not insignificant. We prayed on that as Jack had prayed on that at the time. They had a life flight ready to go when they got down to the lower part of the slopes. The paramedics were there to check him out. Again, they had put a neck brace, a back brace. They had stabilized the pelvic and other things and had to get him on a cart off the mountain. When they life flighted him out and they got the report back, the report was that he had apparently broken his heels and had to have a a, a rod put in his leg, but there was no damage to the pelvic or the back or the neck. And according to, as I read this praise report from Jack, the coworker that was there at the time who had had a lot, it was, it affected him so much that he was actually breaking down. And when they got back, he was in tears and emotions seeing this young man that Jack pulled him aside and prayed with him and as well um, was able to get an, one of the older volunteers to just pray with him. That when they, after the effect, when the, the prayer that we did was shared, there was a, with the group and with the young man, it was, as I understand this, if I read all this correctly, the prayer itself, one one person responded that was a great prayer, but a couple of responses were the prayer actually made somebody dizzy. They said, I don't know what's happening, but the prayer makes me feel dizzy. Well, when they got the report back, the young man didn't have a broken pelvis. He just had a two bro- a bro- one or two broken heels, heel plate or heels and then they had to put a plate in and the guy that was there said I don't know how that's possible he said I was there his pelvic was broken his back was just we put the board on him long story short my understanding of the message when I as I read through it is that that man is now coming to Jesus Jack brought the miracle actually brought somebody to walk in Christ so this is the power of our prayers, the power of the living God, the power of that we have when we step into these authorities in our world and we truly believe and understand what we do. And it's about, I, I'm convinced more and more, I mean, this is literally just Holy Spirit. I just, right now, and I want to share this, all we have to do is say yes and truly believe it in our heart and just have confidence that God will deliver. And it's, I don't think it's ever been anything more difficult than that, but we're learning it in these most amazing ways. And so I love praise reports so much. So, Father, I just want to thank you for the stories shared by Jack and the the testimonies given by him. And we just praise you and thank you for the miracles that were given on that young man. I believe his name is Mac. And this young man who's now healing, we just pray for his immediate and, and total recovery. And we declare total and immediate healing over his entire body in the name of Jesus and the blood of Jesus. And for this the impact of this story to bring others to that love in Christ. We just pray for them now that to have them feel that glory of our King. Let them be filled with Holy Spirit and let them experience truly an amazing walk now as this is a transformational step in their lives. Let them all be touched by this moment in such a profound way to truly be humbled by the power of the living God. Father, we just continue to thank you for all that you do and bring into this world for us examples and testimonies in such profound ways that we are literally able to witness these miracles and re 
I, I'm humbled every time I say this to witness the revival of the Church of Acts. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. I, I really mean what I just said there. And it is a humbling place when we see so much of the modern church that's walked away from the acceptance of miracles as a center point, especially healing. Healing is the center point to that God looks for his churches to heal his flock. And to witness this happening over and over, when we just started this idea, we started this whole prayer thing a year ago. It's just quite profound. So we are there, and we are literally going like crazy and changing the world, which I love. Um, okay, there is, I'm going to just, I think she's listening. Kit Kat's got something to have me pray on today. Kit Kat, just send it wherever you can and get it in by the end of the show, and I'll pray on it. I don't know. I'm not understanding your text this morning. It's from our prayer team. So I know she's listening. So whatever you're needing, just put it in and send it over to Nikki, and we'll get it in. Just I'm not understanding your messages this morning. So. And that was most messages were that I was reading. I was reading those pre-coffee. So who knows where I'm at? Coffee and Jesus. Don't do your coffee and Jesus without coffee. There's your answer. How's that? It's pretty good. All right. Let me get to wherever we need to be here. Okay, here we go. <laughs> we have a lot of prayers today. Last night, Nikki says to me, we're, we're doing this show, and she texts me. She says, um, I'm really being pulled by the Holy Spirit not to send you the uh, prayer request right yet. And understand, Nikki does a fantastic job. She uh, compi compiles all of the prayer requests over the week from the different ways they come in. And then she puts them together in prayer requests and praise reports. And then typically the night before, she sends them over to me. And then I'm able to, I don't really go through them as much as I kind of get them in a, just in a different document um, so that it's easier to read for the show. So she says, well, um, Holy Spirit's been telling me to hold off and not send those to you until the morning. I'm like, okay, no problem. And um, the minute she says that, she's like, I've already got five more that just came in. I'm like, oh, this is going to be a day. So we have some prayer requests today. We're going to be busy. So I would say like, you know, you get that person who puts their fingers together and cracks them. <laughs> like, all right, boys, time to get serious. Time to dig in. And let's, uh, let's bring some holy fire, holy spirit fire into this thing, and let's heal some people. Chris and my three cups of coffee imperative. Yeah, don't be surprised if I pause the show some moment here with some music and go get some more coffee. It might happen, just so you know. Holy spirit fire. Father God, I just want to open this prayer today for... Um, all of those that were at the Dan Patch revival and that are now traveling home, we just pray for their safe passage. Just ask that you'll humbly ask that you could dispatch war angels to protect each and every one of them as they travel to ensure their safe travel home. We just thank you for all of the, the unified effort here, and we just we lift our praise for the, the effort to come to dethrone 
the principality of, uh, of the evil principality that took hold over Indiana, and we pray in for the continued growth and freedom of the heart of, Indi- of Indiana. And as I sit here and say this prayer, I just, I'm still seeing in my head this incredible white tree that was took root in that in the center of that state and its golden roots ripped out the root of Kinsey. And its white branches extended over the entire extent of the state with golden leaves to bring new light to that state. We just pray into the continued rising up of and freedom of people in that state to start opening their eyes and stepping into this world that they have been part of unknowingly lured to sleep as the python uh, spirit was literally holding over that state, keeping people in a stranglehold so they couldn't see the truth of what was happening. And so we just pray for a continued eyes of truth over the state of Indiana and to understand that root of evil that is there from that we have now prayed against and we just pray for the continued lifting up of the hearts and the body of Christ. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. I would like to pray. I, I would like to ask for prayers of protection for Las Vegas, Nevada. There are a lot of doom and gloom prophecies going on in regards to the Super Bowl coming here on February 11th. Add this to the normal demonic strongholds that seem to shadow this event yearly, and there is a need for prayer and godly intercession. Many bedads live in Las Vegas along with most of my family and friends. Therefore, please pray against the physical and spiritual. Please pray for the physical and spiritual safety of the locals and tourists during the event. Thank you, and God bless Linda, which goes by Murphy. Well, the tourists who are all usually involved in some sort of form of gambling, we're going to pray for their hearts. I'm going to read you something here. I'm going to put this out. We're going to see if this proves true. I received a note yesterday. I. It was in a a group chat that we have in one of the special operations uh, chats that we have. And it was very interesting what it said. It listed this. They were all asking what was about the Super Bowl. There was a short chat that went on in there, and this was the post. It said, Super Bowl 27-14 Chiefs win, and Kelsey proposes. And then the the follow-on with this was that it was not really a prediction that somebody that they knew had said they had seen the script for the Super Bowl event and that that was the outcome. So let's see if that actually happens. It will dispel. And I'm bringing this up because this is the myth. This isn't evil. This is a script. And Super Bowl is a script. And I wouldn't at all be surprised if that is actually the end result. 27-14, Chiefs win. And then, of course, the big drama to have a proposal go on because this is a satanic marriage that you're looking at. And this is the Super Bowl is their big event every year that deals with the sacrifice of kids that launches them into something new, like a new pandemic or a new something or other. They use this moment. So we're going to pray against the whole thing this morning. Father God, as we're going to set up a, and we're coming here in, in the name of Jesus, and we declare in the authorities given to us by Jesus that any spell casting, any sort of witchcraftery, any sort of sacrificial elements or events being done around Super Bowl, we are now binding and gagging, and we are casting to the feet of Jesus to be judged and sent to the lake of fire. Father, we just lift up all of those that are in Vegas for the game, and we just we pray into their hearts that the worship and idolatry that goes along with, with the Super Bowl will now be broken. 
and that this event simply becomes a game. It had becomes the intensity of the worship is dispelled, and the replacement of that, they feel the power of Holy Spirit overtake them. That each and every person at this Super Bowl event truly has a power of Holy Spirit. And in the place of evil, there is such a profound moment that this Super Bowl, which evil is counting on for its own sacrifice, becomes a revival. And we pray into the power and revival of the hearts in Jesus at this Super Bowl. There's something so profound that whatever is intended for evil, we are now turning to good. And so, Father, we place truly a hedge of protection around Las Vegas. We place a hedge of protection around the Super Bowl. We, we pray into the protection of the children. We pray into the hearts of the people. And we lift it up and we say, Father, pour down power of Holy Spirit. And we declare that the Holy Spirit will pour down and flood through the city of Las Vegas. That there's a turning of hearts away from their evil ways into the temptations of gambling, the temptations of sex, and the temptations of that city, the sin city as it's known of. And let this be a shaking in, in Las Vegas, a tremendous shaking that absolutely upends that which is evil and suddenly the city that was a city of sin will become a city of repentance. And so, Father, we pray into this, and we're looking at this moment that Las Vegas will soon become, in this process of Super Bowl, it will be transformed from the city of sin to the city of repentance, that there we will be able to have people repent, and they will be falling on their knees and praying for Jesus and celebrating a game, not as a game, but as a transformational moment. However you're going to do this, Father, to lift this up, that the whole event becomes one that shakes people to their heart and to the love of Christ and lifts them up and the glory of heaven takes over a city that people thought was lost. And we start seeing it now as a Mecca for people to be saved. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. I'm all in on that one. I'm telling you right now. That's a good one. Prayers, please, for Nevada. Another one. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Prayers, please, for Nevada County. Power out, winds 31 miles per hour, gusts 50 miles per hour. PG&E poles have snapped, trees down, lots of elderly without power for, for their oxygen machines. Power can't be restored because it's so too dangerous for the workers. I'm going out in the morning to check on my elderly clients. Praise Jesus that I'm prepared for these kind of events. Thank you, prayer warriors. Update on Nevada County. Most lights are back on. All my clients are good. Praise Jesus. There is some property damage from the fallen trees. There's still lots of people without power and some road closures. Kathy. Father God, just praying into the, the efforts here by Kathy and the efforts and all the people there in Nevada County. We know that these are troubling times and in the time of storms and weather warfare that people ultimately become victim. So, Father, we're praying into the power of community right now, that people will continue to come together, stand together, work together to overcome these, these moments. And we pray into the, the blessings of heaven to give the resources needed for people to overcome. And may this be these moments of shaking and great shaking in which their hearts turn to you in a great way, that instead of looking deep into their pain, their suffering, within, looking into the fear of the moment, which is these, which these events are intended to do, that their eyes now turn to you and say, Father, I'm here. I'm here. I can overcome all of this. I have no fear. And let them all sit and stand in, in no fear. And may this moment be a humbling moment across this community as they realize and feel the power of Holy Spirit flow through this community to overcome, to put the seed of overcoming through our Lord and Savior in them. And we declare these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. I pray all this digital attack from the enemy will be dissolved right now in the almighty name of Jesus. Uh, 
Christ. Please pray for me. I have been ongoing I've been part of ongoing attacks and cluttered confusion these past few weeks. I've tried selling large pieces of furniture for months to no avail. I had four hits so far on a leather love seat and a vintage desk, but they neither were were bots or just left me hanging and as did the lady before we moved. I have tried giving several pieces away. The devil intervened and caused havoc. There is one lady a few hours away that says she wants the love seat and is supposed to meet me and my husband this week up at the storage unit. I'll have to drive out of town again. I say again, please, I just drove over six hours Thursday for a dental appointment. Speaking of which, I have to go back next week. Gas is expensive and wear and tear on the old car has taken a toll on on me. The weather changing isn't helping. Sorry if it seemed to be dragging on, but I've got to vent vent this out. We really need a refrigerator before it gets hot. Also, hopefully, I can get a mattress to sleep on before May. My back has been in pain, and my right side has suffered from sciatica and weightlifting injuries. My body senses the change of weather significantly, signing for him, Bernadette. Nikki, would you please reach out to Bernadette and get a clarity on what they need? I'm this. There's all sorts of pieces here, and we'll see if we can help as a community. Um, Father God, we're just going to pray for Bernadette and just lifting them up in this moment. These are a lot of these trials that we face, like right now, are are just about us getting focused. So we're going to pray for the focus first and foremost in the Holy Spirit for Bernadette and her and her life to get these things to be clear on what the objectives are we're trying to accomplish. Whatever these burdens are, Father, we just ask that you'll be there. And then Bernadette, just you need to lean into Jesus and to ask Jesus to lift these burdens off. Stay clear in the Holy Spirit and the walk and listen truly to how Father wants you. There's really something there. Listen to where Father's having you walk. There's something here that was being missed. And these little things are, are usually causing chaos. And so, Father, we just ask for clarity and thought and discernment in this moment. And we just we just dispatch the, the and ask that you can dispatch healing angels upon the heart, Father. We break the chains and binds upon any of the demonic influences around us or around this that are creating whispers and chaos, and we re, we reject them and bind them and cast them to the feet of Jesus. And we pray the life and breath of Jesus into your heart, and we lift you up in the name of Jesus and have Holy Spirit just flood through you head to toe and toe to head for your sciatica. We pray healing into this. She usually goes to lower back issues. And so we pray healing into the lower back and we pray healing into your sciatica. And Father, we just breathe the breath of life into Bernadette's heart and into her body. Just lift her up in the name of Jesus and declare healing and declare discernment and clear vision and sight. In the name of Jesus, amen. Update on baby Carter. They had him on ECMO, ECMO, that's what they say, which is basically a ventilator for babies. And they said that they had to take him off of it because it was taking more from him than it was giving. He has a brain bleed. His chest is still open because when they tried to close it last week, he threw clots. Keep praying for them all. Well with my soul. Oof.
Father, we are we come to you today and we bring to you before you the baby Carter as we all stand in prayer in unison around baby Carter and we pray into this child. And Jesus, we just ask that you can join us as you as we have you lift up baby Carter and we pray into baby Carter for the total miraculous healing of this body from head to toe and toe to head. And may the blood of Jesus flow through this child. Father, whatever these mechanical devices and, and things that are going on in this child, we now place our hands over this child and we pray into this child and we see a miracle healing. The blood is purified. In the name of Jesus, this blood is purified. There is no more clots. And whatever is there, we now see the healing of the wound come together in a miraculous way. There's no more need for a ventilator. Now we pray over the brain and we pray over the body that the, the stresses on those, on those areas now are removed and we see a, just a miraculous light flow through this child. As we see Jesus, you're there with us. You're holding this child as we are praying unto this child. And we declare this healing in the, in the name of Jesus, a miraculous and instant healing over baby Carter. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Dr. Will Spencer could use prayer as, as he is a doctor who has had success with assisting pilots, military, and more with their with his job of rescue and more. He lost his wife in September and his business has been under immense attack. He is a patriot doctor supported by Doc Pete Chambers. If you are not familiar with him, he could use some prayer warfare right now. Thank you. Well with my soul. Father God, it's going to lift up Dr. Will Spencer, he has done a tremendous amount of work for people in the military in this patriot movement. And so, Father, we pray into him. We pray into the health of his body. We pray into the health of his heart. We pray into the health of his mind. And we declare healing over his entire body, mind, soul. And we lift him up in the name of Jesus. And so, Father, we also place a hedge of protection around him. We anchor it in the blood of Jesus. It goes infinitely down and inf infinitely up. And we break off any of the demonic ties or bonds or, or influences that are trying to stir chaos or create infection or problem. We bind them and cast them into the lake of fire. And so, Father, we breathe life, breathe life into Dr. Will Spencer. And we breathe that in the name of Jesus. And we declare healing over Dr. Will Spencer in the name of Jesus and the blood of Jesus to touch him and to fully restore him, strengthen him and anchor him more boldly in the rock of faith. Father, If you, with, with your blessing, we ask that you would dispatch war angels and healing angels to Dr. Will Spencer to protect him and to heal him and to lift him up, to provide him with all the resources he needs in this troubling time to continue to lift his voice up and help his efforts moving forward. In the name of Jesus, amen. I would like to ask for prayer. The three ladies we care for here, Becky, Linda, and Jean, were all three set back with their SSI and Medicare. They are in jeopardy of losing their lifeline. Pray for their restoration of income to help them, AK-21. Well, I tell you, I have a feeling this is going to become a more common type prayer as we move forward in this corrupt nonsense we're playing in. Father, I just want to begin by praying for the heart of AK-21, who is just 
lifting up others and looking out for their well-being. And so we pray into this moment where we have three ladies, Becky, Linda, and Jean, who are losing connections with the life support of the medical and the financial that they need. Father, we know that you're a father of, of compassion and mercy. You also have, we also pray these into a, a resource base that's unlimited. So, Father, we just pray into the resources that will flood from heaven that will help these ladies. And the, we also pray into the health of these ladies, Becky, Linda, and Jean, not knowing where they are health-wise, but we pray into the health and restoration of their bodies. In the name of Jesus, we declare healing and health over them. And, Father, we just pray that from heaven to earth and earth to heaven, that we have the resources that will become available for them for whatever they need in this moment in time to lift them up, to overcome these obstacles and to open their hearts up to the glory of the living God, to have them feel these miracles and know the origins of these, to lift them up more mightily in their faith, no matter where they are, to find a deeper and more intimate relationship with Christ. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Felt the Holy Spirit having me reach out to Ashley while on chat last week. Don't know who, don't know her at all, and suddenly she wrote her number and said, call me. I called Ashley right away and was so thankful, and, and she was so thankful and said I was her first connection in Bard's Nation. Here Ashley has been on the podcast for four years and even attended the first Bard's Fest in St. Louis and in Kentucky, but said she just never connected with anyone. Well, this has changed. Ashley also lives in Tennessee and is feeling led to open her home as a safe house for women and children. Ashley has a friend named Gigi, who is the mom of an 8-year-old and 17-year-old daughter, and she had just given birth to Sienna Rose. Leaving the hospital, they asked for her address, and she did not have a permanent address, so that at that time, they would not let the baby go and released Gigi, but kept the baby and put it into protective services. Ashley has been reading the state constitution in Tennessee and found all sorts of things that they cannot be harassed and, and intimidated, and they had no right to keep the baby. Ashley said she said her safe home has begun because she has taken in Gigi and her kids, and Gigi was also offered a job. Ashley and Gigi went to get the baby with information of the Tennessee Constitution. However, they were separated immediately and were each surrounded first by eight security guards and then police. Gigi was getting harassed by the protective services, services agent, so she left and said, I know my rights. Well, the woman is now seeking blood. Apparently, she chased Gigi down. Okay, Gigi was getting harassed by the protective services agents, so she said. So, so she left and said, I know my rights. Well, that woman, apparently the protective agent, is now seeking blood. Apparently, she chased Gigi down in the parking lot and said she wanted to see her other two kids immediately. They told Gigi if she left with the baby, she would get charged with kidnapping. I contact in contact with Ashley Daly now. Gigi has a court date on February 13th, and baby Sienna Rose is now with strangers awaiting the court date, not even being able to be nursed. 
told Ashley today that Scott prayed to her, prayed for her yesterday, and she went on, went and listened. She called back this afternoon, so happy, and in tears, and pl- and uh, played the piece for Gigi as well. Even though the names were a little messed up, I was it was completely fine. And she said because God knows. She said they both felt the uplifting of our prayers, and if we could keep them coming, they are so appreciative. Ashley also wanted to thank Scott for encouraging people to start gardens several years ago. She did, and it was her first garden ever and is getting ready again this year. We'll keep you posted. Ashley will be on tonight. Thanks again. I don't know what that is. We'll be, we'll be on tonight. Thanks for all you do and sending the blessings and love and lots of love. Jen, update. Okay. Update is CPS and the police came to Ashley's home and surrounded her at home. They are trying to take the other two children. She's not allowing them in the house, so they're threatening to arrest her and charge her with kidnapping because she isn't providing a safe house. Just got off the phone with Ashley. They kept saying to come outside so they could talk and it would be peaceful, but both had bad feelings about it, but she felt she had no other choice. Ashley went outside. They handcuffed her and detained her and went inside to the house without search warrant and took two kids away from the, from her in the police, in police cars. Ashley and Gigi are on the way to the CPS office where the kids are being held, held right now and trying to get them back. Heard the police say they, while on the phone that if they had a safe place, they could keep them there. Knew that this was a lie because they heard them right away and say that the state of Tennessee has custody of these children and they are taking them. Holy Spirit telling me this is, this is a sign to move forward and rent my landlady's house next month. Going to offer retreats and online workshops to cover the costs and uh, and ready to take rescue children one at a time. Here we go. Other daughters taken away. Gina 17 and Cash 8. Ashley is sitting outside in the car and Gigi is with the Child Protective Services right now. We are in Tennessee. If nobody has, if anybody has resources or info, what to do? Please get in touch, Jen. Welcome to the world of hell in which we live. I may get some of these names wrong. That's a lot of names to be working through this thing. All I know is there is a baby involved in this. Sienna. I'm looking for it here again. I think it's Sienna Rose. There it is. Ashley has a friend named Gigi, who is a mom of eight. Okay. All right, Father God, I'm just going to pray into this moment. There's a lot of names going on here. And you know the core of this. And what we have is a story of a, of a mother with her child, a child that's been born, Sienna Rose, who's now been separated from her and keep her from nursing. And we have two other children involved, 17, ages 17 and 8, that have now been all taken by the hand of the devil called CPS. And Father, we know the evil of this organization. This organization is paid out of the Social Security Fund. This organization is encouraged to keep children away from their families longer because that's how they make their bonuses. So Father, we pray into 
the hearts of, first of all, these CPS agents and these police officers that are corrupted and dark. And we pray into them and we pray into them with life and love of Jesus and the heart of the forgiving warriors that we are. We pray into them to say, hear us, repent, and open your eyes up to the love of Christ. So, Father, we pray a blessing upon each of these people that they will be, they will feel the power of Holy Spirit flow through them and fill them and have their eyes, the scales from their eyes fall so they can see the errors of their way. There's no faster way to get these children returned than to have the agents now be awakened to the evil which they are part of. Whatever the worship, idol worship is that you're doing, whether it's there's a Masonic Lodge thing here, I'm just telling you, it just keeps coming up on these police officers. And so, Father, we are praying into this Masonic Lodge soul tie. And we're literally in, in the spirit, all of us waging a war against this. We are all lifting up our swords of the spirit, and we're cutting that soul tie from the hearts of these police officers. And we're going to pray against the stronghold, the fortress of the Masonic Lodge in this area. And we pray against it in the mighty name of Jesus. And we declare our authority over this Masonic Lodge and we break down its fortress and strongholds and we crush it and send it to the lake of fire. And so, Father, we pray into the hearts of these men who have been misguided and mis mis misled. And we pray a hedge of protection around baby Sienna. We pray a hedge of protection around the 18-year-old and we pray a hedge of protection around the 17-year-old and the 8-year-old. And we pray, Holy Spirit, upon their hearts. And Father, we just ask that you'll dispatch war angels down to protect these children. And for the heart of these ladies that have come together to create safe houses and to work together, we just pray the power of Holy Spirit overflows the mightiness of what they're doing. To lift them up and to be able to speak the words in court and speak the words to the judge. That the judge now, as we pray into the judge, this judge heart, we're praying into this judge. We're praying life into this judge, and we're praying ears to hear into this judge, and a clarity of sight that the judge can speak the words, this case is unjust, and bring these children home. Father, this is a troubling time. We also pray for the resources for this mother and this these women to come together to have safety in their homes. Not just a safe house, but safety in their homes. So, Father, we lift this up, and we, we pray in a blessing of recovery in this, to rescue, to heal, to restore. And this is the time, Father. And so we, we stand in the gap for these children that are now being victimized by a state. And we raise up our hands and we say, Father, no more. As we stand in this gap with one hand on the sword and one hand on our brick, we are literally building the wall and we're calling on them. We're saying, come home. And we speak to those police officers. We speak to those CPS agents and we're saying, you can repent and you must repent in the name of Jesus. And so, Father, we wrap our arms around these children. We ask Jesus that you can just walk with them. And, Father, we just ask for a great shaking to occur here. We pray for the recovery and the restoration of the hearts of everybody here to bring these children home to their mother, to be nurtured, and to be loved. And we pray for a, a powerful blessing of love into the hearts of these women, the hearts of the mother, and the whole restoration of this time, the struggles that they're going through to lift them up, to give them a revival in the heart as they repent and restore themselves to the glory of Jesus. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. And Father, we also pray for Jen in her efforts here to set up a safe house, provide her with the resources and blessings that she needs, lifting that up and to guide her in the path ahead and anybody working in that space to provide safe houses and place for children and women as in Operation Vineyard. We just pray that you lift, you, lift them up and bless them in Christ Jesus' name.
Amen. In Tennessee, of all places. Hmm. Never trust your government. And be very cautious of trusting the blue. And very cautious of trust. Just don't trust people in government. General rule. And know your common law. Big things. It's important. Study it. I'm asking for prayers for a family in my community, Bark River, Michigan, that has been hit hard with tragedy. They lost their son, Mason, age six, on January 25th, 2024. Wow. He died of a PIDG, which he was diagnosed with seven months ago. Funeral was January 30th, 2024. Early Sunday, February 24th, 2024, the family's home burned down. It was a complete loss. Their daughter, Jocelyn, age one and a half, was airlifted to Milwaukee's Children's Hospital for smoke inhalation. And it was the, this was the update this morning. They cannulated her with an ECMO and moving her to room 319 where she could be here for weeks until her lungs heal and she is able to breathe on her own without oxygen levels dropping. The doctor stated that this process could possibly last months. No, it will not because we will heal it through. We break that spell cast immediately. This process will take the power of Holy Spirit and as long as God wants it to take, not the length of the doctors. Perhaps preparing us for the worst. No, prepare your hearts for the best. This is the, I'm, I'm making these notes as we go here because this is how we transform a moment of negative into the power of life. This family is still mourning the loss of their son. Now they have lost everything in their house at fire and their daughter is fighting for her life. I'm asking for a miracle. We have been praying life into this little girl that Jesus would breathe for would breathe for Jocelyn and heal her lungs, that the Holy Spirit would give peace and strengthen and strengthen this family. Eliezer sixty five. Eliezer, Eliezer, 65. I think I got that right. Father, this is a one of these prayers of just, it's a heaviness. It's hit this family very hard. So we're going to pray and begin with praying a hedge of protection around this family. We're going to anchor that in the blood of Christ that goes infinitely up and infinitely down. And Father, any sort of demonic activity, whether intended or or or, or, by intent, or by accident in creating contracts and ability for demonic to enter, we break those ties and we bind them and we cast them to the, to the feet of Jesus. And any demonic activity that's speaking whispers or spell casts, we bind your tongues. This is only to speak life into this family. Father, we pray here initially and we just ask Jesus that you can be there with this family as we pray over their hearts for the loss of their son powerful and painful loss of Mason. And so we pray healing and that the memories of Mason will fill them with joy and the loss of Mason will diminish as we pray life into their hearts and restoration for that deep wound. Father, for the loss of the, of the house, we just pray over this and pray over that loss, that those things that are there can be separated now, those ties of the things will be separated and now all of the focus go to the living being, Jocelyn to have trust in you and to take this very challenging moment. It's like a moment of Job where you're able to turn to you in all things, 
all things fullness. And even though there's a heaviness in the heart just to turn to you, not to plead why, but to say, Father, here we are. Here we are. Thank you for here we are. The most difficult place to walk. For not all things are intended or by design of God. Sometimes the evil takes a root and gets in our way. For this is a fallen world. So, Father, whatever's at the root of this fire, this is fire. We're going to be breathing life and restoration into that root. And we just, we're going to literally plant a tree of heaven where that house was, where it's going to literally take root with golden roots and a beautiful tree that's going to come out of there in the spirit that's healing that place and healing that wound deep, where that wound of so much loss, we're now going to see rebirth. And with that rebirth, Father, we're speaking rebirth into Jocelyn. Jocelyn, Jocelyn, excuse me, Jocelyn, age one and a half. Father, we pray life. We break the spell cast of the doctors that are trying to say months. And instead, we breathe life into Jocelyn. We breathe the rest of restoration and healing of her lungs. We place our hands around her and we speak the blood of Jesus upon her. And we say, Father, Father, we, this is a child. We lift him up to you. And Jesus, we lift this child up to you and say, Jesus, heal this child, this little one. And so we see the, we see the kiss of life going, breathing deep into this child's lungs. We see these lungs expanding and now being re, reformed, healed perfectly, stronger than they ever were. And this this child now is we're seeing miraculous and incredible healings. Or we pray into this in the name of Jesus. We declare healing over the lungs and the full body of this child. This is the spark of life. This is the new root of life right here. And this is all now a pivot that this gives the spark of life back into the family. We just pray into the family. The family, we pray into you and speak life into your hearts and say, yes, the burden of, of Mason is heavy. But now step away from that. And in the name of Mason, speak life into Jocelyn and lift her up. Speak life into your daughter. Speak life into one another. It's very hard in these moments. No one's taking away, suggesting that this is easy, but this is where Jesus is. Jesus was asking you to walk with his family, help them lift off these burdens and to lift them up, and to hear the words of life in your heart and your life and the restoration of Jocelyn. And we declare these things in Christ Jesus' name. And Father, we also pray a blessing of resources that come from them, that in this very dark moment, we start to see that root, that tree of life that has now taken root on that property where the house was, bring out new opportunities, new resources, healing and restoration in their lives. This is a prayer of healing and restoration on the whole thing to rescue, to heal, to restore. This is the epitome of it, Father. From the beginning to the end, we lift them up in the name of Jesus, in Christ Jesus' name, amen. Good morning. I'm in need for prayers for my daughter, Megan. We have, uh, we have a genetic problem that caused her to have a, an aortic dissection 10 years ago. I lost my elder daughter to the same thing 12 years ago. She called me yesterday from the ER, and they're thinking her dissection is enlarging. I ask for the father and the son to bestow her with healing. Thank you with all my heart, Susan Howe. Okay, so this is for Megan, and it's a aortic dissection. I, I'm going to become a doctor by the time, a medical dictionary by the time I'm through with this. I have to look up all these things and figure out what it is. It's like, did you go to medical school? Nope. I led prayers for Bard's Nation. 
and I became versed in the many, many ways of the medical world and all of its terminology and things that it does. And I learned so much about the world of medicine, which, by the way, is also spell-casted and ridden with evil. This is why we call in the great physician, the perfect healer, which would be God. So Lee says, very, very serious. Okay. Well, we're, nothing is very, very serious for God. Only very, very serious in our minds. Father God, we're coming, coming before you with Megan, who is the daughter of Susan Howell, who has an aortic distortion, dissection, excuse me, aortic dissection. Father, this is apparently a genetic disposition. And so you are the, you are the father of creation. You are the father of miracles, the father of perfection. And so, Father, we lift up Megan in our prayers. We encircle her with the power and the love of Christ. And in the name of Jesus, we declare healing over this heart. And we pray life into this heart. We pray life into her body. And we pray life across from head to toe and toe to head. And we lift her up in the name of Jesus. And this aortic distortion, dissection, this aortic dissection, as we pray into this, we just see that the miracles of the living God flow through her and the blood of Christ touch her. And this genetic disposition is now restored and is removed as a, as a, as a problem and is, her body is restored to the perfection of what kingdom intended. So, Father, as we breathe life and restoration into this young lady, Megan, we lift her up and we encircle her with prayers. We ask for, from heaven, Father, that you'll dispatch healing angels to surround her and to heal her and to pray upon her and stay in vigilance with her. We pray and we, dis, we dispel any sort of fear from Megan and we remove any fear from Susan Howell. We pray life into you, Susan. As you need to pray life into your daughter, speak life and speak only life. Cast out any sort of ideas of spell casts or terminal issues. Remove that from your thoughts and place all things in the hands of our Father, knowing in full well that he is the Father of miracles. And so, Father, we, we look at this moment now. Whatever has caused this, this is literally a moment where we declare and, and proclaim over her healing in the name of Jesus a miraculous and incredible, impossible healing that doctors can't explain. We declare this in the name of Jesus because this is the power of the miracle God. And again, this becomes an agent of, of, of heaven that works within the walls of the, of the hospitals that overcomes the impossible, that shakes these doctors to their core, that breaks off their training. This is a part of the insurgency and the, and the unconventional warfare of shaking these doctors to have them look upwards rather than look at their hands and their feet, thinking that they're gods, but to humble them before the living God. And so let Megan be one of these, Father that there is no explanation in their mind for what has happened when we know that the true sense of healing only comes from you. So we humble ourselves before you, Father, and we pray life, healing, and miracle restoration over Megan. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Urgent prayers are needed for a sister prayer warrior, son. I have permission to share all that she shared with me. We are absolutely claiming the promises for this man. 
Our son, this is the prayer, our, or the update, the prayer. Our son dropped a tool in his eye on Saturday night when fixing his bobcat. The green area on the pupil area is where it scraped the eyeball. There is a possibility that it, if it doesn't heal right, he could be blind in that eye. I just got off the phone with him. He, is, he sounded pretty scared. He cuts down trees. He needs great eyesight. Side note, our son needs Jesus. Been praying for the prodigal's return. I prayed over him for Jesus to heal his whole body, his heart, his mind, his eye. He was so receptive. He then said, can you ask your prayer groups to pray? That is not him. I believe God is at work in a bigger healing. His appointment with the eye specialist is Thursday, 10 a.m. Thank you, everyone. Part two. My son is kind of lost right now, very angry. I found out about four years ago he was sexually abused as a kid. It devastated me. I thought it, I protected him. He has been in drugs and saw a guy get shot next to him. In a drug deal. I'm trying to see if this is a second prayer. Okay. Um, let me just read this and we'll break this up into two prayers. I found out about four years ago that he was sexually abused as a kid. It devastated me. I thought I protected him. He was been on drugs, saw a guy get shot next to him in a drug deal gone bad when he was about 17. He has nightmares. He, he was my sweet little baby that climbed onto my lap to make sure I was okay when my husband would sp speak so mean to me. That's been gone now, praise Jesus. So it kills me that he is in so much agony. He needs a deliverance. I just really feel from our conversations that he is getting softer. Thank you so much, dear friend. This means so much. Jesus, just giving you a little of the ugly background. God loved to clean this. God loved to clean the ugly out. Thank you for your fullness, living by faith. Okay, I think this is the same prayer. Okay. Father, we're just going to pray into this young man. And this is a young man who's um, obviously had some pain in his life, and we're going to begin there. And we're just going to unroot that pain because this is a moment in time that you're doing great healing, Father. And we need to restore the sight of this young man and sight both in the spirit and in the flesh. But we're going to go to the root. Father, there's a deep root here of sexual abuse and of trauma early on. And so, Father, we're just asking as we walk this timeline and we, Jesus, you walk with us, that you can hold this young man in your arms before the trauma. As we walk through this trauma, and Father, and we lift up our hands and we pray against any of the trauma, we heal those wounds and we bind them. And we clear this path away so there is truly a clean path in his life that those wounds and those, those disruptions in his life don't become anchors, but just bumps in the road. And Father, we just pray over this in a smooth path forward in his life, in his timeline of his life. And Jesus, as we re-enter this moment, as we stand before him now in, in a troubled way, frustrated with some of the past, questioning where he's at, even questioning you, Jesus, we just ask that you place this 
child that was before the trauma that's been fully healed, and we just press that child into this young man's heart. And we breathe life into this young man's heart as we raise our hands above him and around him, and we pray healing and restoration. As we do this, and as you're hearing this voice of God speak to you, to be receptive to prayers. Now turn your eyes to him because this is your healing. Your healing will go as you put your eyes to Jesus. For your for spirit, this is about a spiritual sight, not a physical sight. That's a word. This is a spiritual sight. And God is restoring your spiritual sight, but he's putting you through a trial in the physical. So we breathe life into you. We breathe life and restoration, and we put our hands above you and around you, and we pray healing and restoration into your sight. And Jesus, we just ask that you'll be there and put your hands upon this young man. There's, there's fear in the heart, and we're going to blow. We're going to breathe that fear out. And there's, there's shame in your heart, and we're praying into that, and we're taking that shame out, and we're breathing life and Holy Spirit into that shame. And there's doubt as a result. That doubt is separating you from God. All of this, we're breathing, we're praying life and Holy Spirit into that to separate those from your life now, to instead fill those with the power and glory of heaven. Let this moment be when you feel most at the edge. This is how God works. He takes us to the edge. And now there, only there do we see clearly. So open your eyes and look at him. Jesus is before you and receive him in your heart. This is the key to your success and your healing. Father, we pray this moment here over him. We pray miraculous and instant healing over him in his eyes and his sight, his body. May this be a great shaking within the heart, a so profound moment that there's a true knowledge deep within the heart of where this healing came from, not the doctors, but the miracles of the living God. Let this overwhelm him. Let the presence of the Holy Spirit fill him. And Jesus, may your presence be known to him. May he see you with his eyes. And may they be restored in the name of Jesus, in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Asking for prayers for my son's brother, who tried to take his life today, 27. Thank you, Dion. Wow. I'm just trying to get this, wow, this works. My son's brother. Okay, I guess it's prayers for my son's. That's just, it's not clicking with me what I'm missing here. How are you his son's brother? So it must be a second like from another marriage or something. Father God, I'm just going to pray into this moment of this young man who tried to take his life. And we're just going to break those chains of darkness around him and put a hedge of protection around him. We just ask for healing angels to surround him. And we rebuke and bind any voices and whispers of the demonic that are trying to lead him to this place of taking his own life so that you can, you can harvest a soul. We rebuke that. And this hedge of protection we spend around him. Father, we breathe life and restoration into this young man's heart. And we ask for war angels to take up posts around him and healing angels to fill him. And Father, in this moment, to make this be a great moment of shaking, that in this moment of, of almost going to the edge, that this can be a moment of restoration, to rescue him now from this moment. And Jesus, we ask that you can make your presence known to him, fill him, let him see and witness you in any form, and to now bring him to a point of understanding that the place he went was not by his hand, but by the hand of evil. 
that the evil has led him there through the whispers and the deceptions and distortions of this world. And so we bind those words, we bind those whispers, and we cast them out to the feet of Jesus. And we breathe life into this man and restoration into his heart, and we pray forgiveness upon you. And Jesus, may you make your presence known to have him witness the power of you as the king, the warrior king, and that with a forgiving and loving heart to have him hear these words, you are forgiven and must be, but through this, let him learn the culture, the heart of repentance. May this be a moment of restoration through the power of repentance in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Prayer requested. I've had shingles for five days. The pain is pretty intense at times and sleepy and sleep fleeting. Thank you. God is seeing me through. Trailmaker. So, Father God, we lift up Trailmaker and we surround Trailmaker with a powerful edge of protection and we pray healing and restoration into Trailmaker's life. And these shingles, we just pray the blood of Jesus to cleanse this body and to remove this body. Trailmaker, I'm just going to encourage you again. I don't know a lot about shingles. I do know it. It is there may be something here again. I mentioned this before, but in going through an antiparasitic cleanse, Dr. Lee Merritt is important with this. So follow her protocols and we pray restoration into this body. And I would also look at the carnivore diet as a restoration of this body to heal and restore this body. And we pray, we pray through this, Father, we remove all pain that's associated with this and we declare healing and miraculous healing over Trailmaker's body. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Please, prayers for my mom, Marilyn. She is 93 and now in hospital. The prognosis from the doctors is grim, and they spell cast every catastrophic infection and on or organ failure as imminent that she would send her up to hospice to expire here in the hospital. It is my mom's desire, my desires, that we get her home, and then the Lord will, will be done. Lord's will will be done. Whatever the outcome, please pray for my mom's peaceful passage into the heart of Jesus. Update, testimony, prayers answered, exclamation points, triple of them. Marilyn is home. The spellcasters came over to God's side. Mom rallied and improved on Wednesday night. She has just brought home this very, she was just brought home this very minute, Thank you all for your prayers. I am so blessed. And today, 2-9, is my birthday. A birthday gift from all my Bards family and the Lord. Amen. Update 2-10. My mom passed away this morning. Living Branch 3. Mm. That was yesterday. yesterday. Wow. Well, isn't that amazing? Father God, we just pray for... Um, Living Branch 3, and just pray for a first a great thanks in having to have the last moments with her mother at home on her birthday. And may these, may these memories of her mother be full and rich, and may the healing of the heart be complete through the memory of the greatness of who her mother was. May the gift of having received her mother on her birthday overcome the loss of her, of her passing. And may her life be blessed and be a blessing upon her. And may the memory of who she was fill her and lift up Living Branch 3 to give her great strength, new encouragement, 
and excitement in moving forward to be as long life and as inspirited as her mother. We are blessed in this moment for the prayers given that released her from the control of the hospital and allowed her to come home and to be with her daughter on this day, a very special day of her birth before passing. What an amazing gift. And may we honor that gift for what it is, a true statement of our God to say, here, you two need to come together again on the day of you were created were brought into this world, and may you be now joined forever in eternity. Bless them, Father, in all. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Oh, that's really powerful. Imagine that. My wife Jennifer is very sick with much pain. Doctors can can't figure it out. She never complains about illness, but this is really bothering her. Please pray for her. Thank you, Pancho. Father, we're just going to pray into Jennifer, and we're going to place a hedge of protection around her, and we're going to lift her up and surround her with the prayers of the many. Father, whatever the ailment is that's causing her pain, we we break those chains and ties, and there's a, there seems to be a spiritual tie here. And so we're severing those ties, and we're breathing life into her heart. And we, so we bind those ties, those influences, those demonic influences. We bind them, and we cast them to the feet of Jesus. And we pray a hedge of protection around Jennifer as we breathe life into her, breathe restoration into her, breathe healing into her. And as we do, Father... We just see a complete transformation in her body, a light that flows through her from head to toe and toe to head. And this, in the name of Jesus, we declare healing and pain-free existence. We remove the pain, for the pain is truly demonic. And whatever's caused that allowed entrance into that, we're praying a life of healing and sealing, uh, healing the wound where the pain entered and sealing that armor. And so, Father, we just pray into a poncho as well. Poncho, you need to not just let this bother you. You need to breathe life and pray life and healing into your wife. To lift her up, to pray with her, to be with her, to separate any of the spell cast or negativity that comes from the doctors, but now breathe restoration and pray restoration into your life. Your prayers are so powerful because it's always the two to the one. You're joined. So now breathe life into her and declare healing over her as we declare healing over her in the name of Jesus. Amen. Prayer for prayer for me family. I was I need wisdom. My heart is so conflicted on how to pray. I just got in from visiting my brother. He has 11 years he has an 11-year-old daughter has been in at the children's hospital today for toxic shock. Today they put her on dialysis and intubated her. They have they have world-renowned specialists and they have no idea the cause. They've tested for everything and it's all negative. My brother is divorced and ex-wife is completely woke. She taught her daughter to heat to hate authority and helped their oldest to transition. The girl had a COVID booster three weeks ago, but the doctors don't think it's relevant to look in relevant to look into. 
the daughter, the girl had a COVID booster. That's where this whole thing's coming from, as a source of toxic shock. Bree Banoff. There's a curse on that family right there. You have a mother, an ex-wife, who is helping a, a young, helping one of them transition, and you have a young a girl here who's taken a shot three weeks ago. The toxic shock is coming from that shot. We all know it. Give me a second. Father, we seem to pray into this in restoration of this family. At the root of entry of the evil is the divorce. And this is where evil has entered. And so, Father, in the spiritual place, we're standing here in the gap between two people that were brought together in a covenant and we're praying healing and restoration of their hearts, not to look at each other with malice, but instead to look at each other with the love that they originally came together with. And we're praying Holy Spirit can step in here and heal this wound. It doesn't mean they come back together, but to heal this wound that's between them. And this wound is where the evils come in to trickle in through the mother to get to the children. So, Father, we place a hedge of protection around both of these people and seal off that entry point for evil to enter. And we declare this in the name of Jesus. And as we follow this track down, we see that the mother has been now corrupted and we cast out those demons out of her and we breathe life into her and we strip the scales from her eyes that she can see clearly what this world is about. This is a difficult look in the mirror. But this is the challenge because this healing, true healing in this family is going to have to come through her heart and come through the heart as well of the husband. Both of them have to heal that bond. The children are what at stake here. And so, Father, as we pray into this, we're praying into the first, the child has been going through transitioning. We pray restoration into this child, an awakening into this child, a lifting of their eyes to see, and we cast off any demons. This, The demons, this is a gen, like a generational curse. The demons that are here, you have no authority here, for we claim this child that's been going through transitioning in the name of kingdom. For this is God's child, not yours. And any demonic influence now, you have no authority here. And I can just hear the rebuke of the demons. So in the name of Jesus, we cast you out. In the name of Jesus, we cast you out. In the name of Jesus, we cast you out. And we place the blood of Christ over this child that's transitioned to awaken this child and restore this child in its perfection. And as we do that, we now get to this younger, younger child. 11-year-old daughter who's in the hospital now for toxic shock. And so, Father, we know this origins here is, again, this booster. And this is not of the child's choice. This was a, a malice put between the heart that corrupted the heart of the mother that led her to destroy and sacrifice her child. This is a sacrifice. These two children represent sacrifices for Baal and Moloch. And we rebuke that and we refute it. And so in the name of Jesus, we place a hedge of protection around the child that's transitioning, and we place a hedge of protection around the child that's now suffering from toxic shock. And we breathe life into this child that's in the hospital. Doctors can't find it because it's not physical, it's spiritual. And it's all through this bridge. It's coming from the mother into the, in the injection. So, Father, we literally 
undo this this COVID shot. We breathe life and the antidote of love goes into the heart of this child. And we breathe love into this child and an overwhelming power of Holy Spirit that goes into this child's heart and fills this child from head to toe and toe to head. And let this young girl now be filled power, powerfully with the power and light of kingdom as it purifies the blood from head to toe and toe to head. And we see restoration in the intubator. There's no need anymore to intubate. And now we pray life. And may this moment be so profound that there's a witnessing of Jesus in both children, that they both witness Jesus. And Jesus, we ask for your presence to be there, to show them truly who the king is, to show them who whom they serve. And may that be a profound shaking that through the children, the mother is restored. This goes the other way now. We're taking back the children. So this is a rescue, heal, restore. Through the children we rescue and we heal and through the restoration goes to the mother and through the mother goes to the father. So Father, we're praying life into both of these children and praying life into this daughter that's now in the intubator and we break that intubator off. We break off the spell casts of the doctors. We seal her with the power and love of heaven. We ask for the dispatches of healing angels, Lord, to touch each of these children to heal them and to restore them. And Jesus, your presence in a powerful, profound way to see, let them witness who you are and see truly whom they serve in the trueness of their life. Let the scales fall and the healing begin. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Prayer update. We prayed for Naomi the week of January 26th. Today, 2-8, this is the request received. Naomi ulcerated. Naomi ulcerative colitis enter. Naomi ulcerative colitis entire colon. She needed another blood transfusion. We are going into prayer for 72 hours, 24-7. Update. Naomi back in the ER as of 12 p.m. on 2-9. Update from Lori. Please urgent prayer that she's not sloughing the mucosal, mucosal lining of her colon. Severe diverticulitis with another transfusion, not responding to steroids. 210, that's today. Naomi, third transfusion, not, not needed at this time. Admitted to Remicade and IV steroids. Praying she doesn't shed her colon lining. May her colon be spared, Christine. Father God is going to pray into Naomi and pray into her now mightily and powerfully and just pray for a restoration of this body. She's within the halls of, the, of, of medicine. And again, it's, uh, this is one of these places now that we need more prayer and she needs more prayer in her own heart. This is a moment now where we pray life into Naomi pray restoration in Naomi. We pray restoration for the colon and her whole body to reclaim and reaffirm itself. And whatever this is in this moment, we just, we re reject any of the elements that are now causing this disruption. So much of this is coming from medications and IVs. And instead now we pray an IV of Holy Spirit to flow into her. An intravenous flow of IV of the Holy Spirit from her head to toe and toe to head to fill her, to empower her, to embolden her and to strengthen her from within. And may her body now be restored 
the bleeding stop, the, the issues now, be, the blood be completely healed. And through the blood of Jesus, let that transfusion also be in the blood of Jesus through her. In a spiritual sense, let her be transfused with a drop of blood of Jesus, that everything about her now is restored, fully restored into the perfection as she was intended to be. And we see this restoration as she starts to come back to life, the strength within her, her body healed miraculously. Doctors left speechless, not understanding what's happened. This is the power of the Holy Spirit. This is the power of healing in the name of Jesus. And we declare healing over her in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Finally, as I have listened to Brother Scott's prayers for Mac from Monday's Bended Knee, oh, this is the one I told about in the beginning, so we're going to get a chance to hear it now, and have shared it with a few people, and the response range in, in from God, good job with that, to hey, bro, while I was listening to that, I had a, a spacey, real intense, weird feeling, and John you were there, and I felt that kid's lower back, and you remember how he screamed when he had to slide the sling, and I could have sworn his pelvis was shattered, and when his, and we palpated it, uh, it was just not right. Almost stepped off. Back at the to the incident, of the four responders, this is the one I responded to. This is Jack Tart. Of the four responders on the scene, Rob had witnessed the fall made the urgent call, and skied thereafter, ex, uh, exciting the, exiting the chair. An agonizing ride for him These last, the last minute on the lift. Jake and Matt were on a snowmobile while a full sled equipped with items required to package a trauma patient, and I drove my quad from my place. We all arrived within 90 seconds of one another, and Mac was in our hands. That's the young man. I prayed in, internally without ceasing uh, from the call and throughout the night and then woke up and emailed Nikki last Sunday morning. Mac was transported to the base ski patrol clinic where the EMTs were already arriving, but we had to continue exposing his upper body to assess before he was life flighted to Albany, New York. I brought all of the items and equipment scattered about as we had packaged little Mac. Mac has been unconscious but was able to respond. And then I realized that Rob was visibly upset and showing considerable heaviness and remorse. So I pulled him away and hugged him. I called over old Bob Locks, an 85-year-old volunteer, to help console Rob. Over the next couple of days, Rob reported that he'd been on an emotional wreck, was losing sleep. I woke yesterday morning and forwarded him Monday's bended knee and told him that God placed him in the right time and place, that his radio call was impeccable, and that Mac is better off today as every second was crucial. Getting back to how today's letter began, Jake, not only a stellar patroller, but also an NYC fireman with over 20 years on the job, he and I actually went back and hung a weighted tape measure at the fall location. It was a full 40 feet, Jake, feet. Jake is mystified by what we have heard back. The report as of yesterday is that his two broken calcineus heel bones, two broken tib fibs for which he had been in his surgery and pin or pins had been installed lower legs and a tooth knocked out. And, it's, and the statement is here, what? 
Jake heard Scott's prayer for Mac on bended knee and is literally dizzled, dizzied, and it literally dizzied him. He looked at me in disbelief, and my own eyes began to stream involuntarily. Involuntarily, I said to him, I told you guys on, at Sunday's incident debriefing that I had begun praying with the first call and that my default is set on prayer, that we have done our best and must turn it over to something bigger than us. If you believe in God, then you will pray with this kid. So three days later, yesterday afternoon, there I was telling my comrade, well, brother, Jesus said that he who believes in him will have the power to, to do equally great and better things. Looks like I'll be giving a few Bibles away really soon. I'll do my best to get the morning ta tasks out of the way to catch bended knee live today. Best regards and God's love. In Jesus' name, amen and goodbye for now. John Emerson, a.k.a. Jack Tart. Father, we just <clears throat> so deeply humbled with the blessings that you continue to pour upon our prayers and prayer requests. And this young man, Mac, may you continue to heal him and restore him to the full fullness of what he was. You have already moved a miracle with where he's at. His, rather than a broken pelvis and a lower back injury, now he just deals with some injuries to his heel and, and legs, all of which can be restored. And in the name of Jesus, we declare miracle healing over Mac, an immediate and a rapid healing unlike anything they've seen, that he's up and walking pain-free and moving and can start to vision again, skiing once again, which seems to be his passion. Father, whatever his calling, let this be a moment to have a clarity in his heart of where you want him to go and let this healing be filled, full, fill Mac fully from head to toe and toe to head. And may the healing be yet a greater echo within the community that Jack Emerson is working. A reminder to all those that the greatness of the Lord is in all things. And as we lean into him, there's miracles that we can go far beyond anything we imagined. And through the miracles of your living God, we can accomplish the greatness of heaven to bring love and healing into this world. For it is truly love and restoration that we seek. So, Father, we pray also a blessing over Jack. That this or John Emerson, that this truly is a, a moment now where his default of going to prayer has led into a miraculous new way of looking at how to do healing even in the field. Let him now be the, be the guide for many to find their way to Christ, to lift their hearts up and to save them and to restore them in a miracle and miraculous way and to now set them forward into their, their lives with a new understanding of firmness on the rock of faith and the love in Jesus. And may all this incident be one that continues to heal and restore all that come in contact with as we lift up Mac in the fullness of restoration of his body, his mind, his soul, his spirit, and we continue to pray into the power of Jesus to touch all. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Could use an emergency prayer assist. I was just working out in my garage and I got hit by a sudden overwhelming sharp pain in my back. I couldn't move. I can't move, but I really don't want to go back to the hospital. Please pray for some sort of relief so I can figure out what's going on. Update. Thank you, everyone. I was able to get inside and get into bed. It's letting all, letting up, but it's got a ways to go. Let freedom ping. Well, let freedom ping. We're going to ping you with some Holy Spirit restoration power right here this morning. 
So, Father God, just going to pray into, let freedom ping into his back. And we're just praying into the removing of that pain, whatever has caused that. We're just going to run our hands up and down that spine. And we just, we're removing any sort of demonic ties or attachments to that. And any of those wounds that are there, we're, he, we're literally praying for healing of those wounds and sealing of the armor. And now we pray life into the, into the pain in the back and life and restoration into the heart as we pray the Holy Spirit fills, let freedom ping from head to toe and toe to head and literally shakes him and pings his heart with the glory of heaven and the love of Christ. And in the name of Jesus, we declare healing and painless, painless back issues. No more back issues, complete and total healing over let freedom ping. Amen. From Tish Nora's grandma, update on Nora conjunctiva. Update on Nora conjunctiva growth looks benign. Go on the nineteenth to see if we remove it now or later or leave it alone. I'm Tish, using this event to share the gospel again with my daughter-in-law Samantha. She's reached out to us, out to me to pray. I told her most definitely I would and would call on others to intercede. I've shared a couple of text replies with her so she knows prayer is being sent up like incense. From Tish, Nora's grandma. Tish. Okay, so update on Nora. So Nora has conjunctiva growth. All right. Well, Father, we're just going to pray for Nora. We're just going to join in the prayers in, in, with Tish, and we're just praying for miraculous and total healing over Nora, and that whatever this growth is, that we're just going to see this growth reduce and just go away, and there's just no need for a surgery, and that it is completely benign, and we just pray this in the name of Jesus, and that she's healed from head to toe and toe to head and restored in the glory and perfection of his kingdom intended. So we declare healing over Nora. We declare Complete and total healing in the name of Jesus. Amen. Our daughter is requesting prayer for seven-year-old Aria and 10-year-old Alti's family. They have been coming to fellowship on Sundays with a neighbor. Their father wants them to call him mom and is transitioning. Ugh. Wait a minute. And they've been coming to fellowship on Sundays with a neighbor. Oh, my gosh. Their father wants to call him mom and is transitioning. As far as we know, the family lives together, including mom, Kevin and Christine Taylor. Oh, that's that serpent spirit again up there in Ohio. Man, I'll tell you. I don't know how the Taylors managed to find everything unbelievable in their life. It's like it must live in a community of serpents or something up there. Get rid of them all here in a minute. Father God, I'm just going to pray into, pray, respond for the prayers for seven-year-old Aria and 10-year-old Alti. And we begin by placing a hedge of protection around these children. And we just pray life into their heart. And Jesus, we just pray the power of Jesus into their heart that you can have a witness, make yourself present to them, that they can witness you. And this is, this is truly through the children, to the parent, to the father. And so, Father, these, we need to anchor on these children, anchor them in the rock of faith and surround them with 
with war angels, and we're asking for war angels and healing angels to surround them and fill them with the power of Holy Spirit. And we pray the power and blessing of the Holy Spirit upon these children, that they can find the glory in Christ and even speak the power of tongues and be baptized in fire to now speak the power of Holy Spirit into their family. For the mother and the wife, we're praying strength into you, strength as you look at your children and realize who they are. Now we pray life into you and strength of Christ into you to where now all these children and their mother are now pray into their father. And for the father, we just break off any chains or binds that are holding him and influencing him in the spirit. This is a demonic attack and this is an evil one. There's a wound deep within the father that he's not revealed, something of childhood. So that has to be healed, and that's how they're coming in. It's a wound of lack of love, lack of nurturing something in there. Could it be could be a molestation early on. This is the entry point of evil, and so we are going to go into that into this into his heart, and we're praying life into the Father's heart. And with Jesus, we're just praying life and power in the in this, and we pray Holy Spirit, and just a bold lightning bolt goes into this heart of Holy Spirit that shocks from head to toe and toe to head, and literally casts out the demons as we see them. We cast them out and break their ties and binds. And now we pray that this family will circle around their father and pray into him. This is not something you accept. This is something you pray against. And we just break off this tie of confusion. This is a possession that's trying to take place over the Father right now. And we cast it out in the name of Jesus. And we rebuke it in the name of Jesus. And we cast it out in the name of Jesus. And we pray the blood of Jesus over the Father. This is a mockery of Adam. So we pray strength into this Father's heart. And to remove the illusion and the clouds from his mind. As we breathe life into his heart. And we breathe the power of Holy Spirit into his heart. And now the scales fall. And he sees clearly and let him see what he's done as he sees his children and let these children pray into their father and the mother pray into their father to not to accept but to push against this spirit and to free him from the chains and binds of this spirit. And so we break those chains. We cast them to the feet of Jesus. We fill him with the power of Holy Spirit and we declare healing over him and restoration over him to the person he is, a man, not a woman. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Wives, just speaking here boldly, if you are having a husband that's transitioning, you better be praying against it. You can't go along with it in the sake of, there's so much concern, like I'm going to divorce my husband, I'm going to lose my husband, we've got to accept him. I've seen this. It's weakness. Wives have to be strong. Let's pray against this evil. This is what this is, an evil coming in. And if it's happening to your children, pray against it. This is evil taking root. We have to get back to the center of the family. It has to be rooted in the Bible. We have to have Bibles in the family, speaking Holy Spirit in the family. We have to be baptized in fire in the Holy, in, and baptized in water both. We've got to be protecting our families through the power of the word. The evil is on the move. I rebuke in the name of Jesus any of these demons that are trying to attack these children and these families. In the name of Jesus, I cast them out. Our son is requesting prayer for Josh and Amber's marriage. She was a widow with two children, and they have three-year-old together. This week, she gathered the children and moved to Oklahoma, not taking sides. Josh reported she has done this twice before. He will follow, follow this weekend to persuade her not to divorce. 
in a very limited conversation, we know Amber believes in spiritual warfare and Josh does not. Thank you, Kevin and Christine. These are always complicated, difficult to pray into, other than just general healing. Father, it's going to pray into the, the bond of marriage between Josh and Amber, however it's been formed. And just right now, this is just a word for each one, not knowing where each of you will walk. We're going to pray for a, a, a reconnection in your Holy Spirit through breaking the soul tie of the flesh and breaking building a tie through through Jesus. And Jesus, we just ask that you can help facilitate this tie, a bridge between these two people's hearts that go through you, not through themselves. She was a widow with two children. Oh, there it is. Right there. Okay. There's a wound here. A deep one. And there's something in Oklahoma. It's probably where she was at. All right, Father, we're just going to pray into this wound into Amber's heart. The widow, the shadow of the old. And we just pray into her and we pray, pray restoration into her heart in that wound and that soul tie that's tying her to her dead husband. And this is where the bridge is and the problem is happening. There's a conf conflict happening between the new husband and the, and the memory of the old. So, Father, we're praying into Amber's heart. And we're praying a healing salve of the blood of Jesus to heal that wound and that soul tie that's still tied to the dead husband. And, Father, we're praying for a blessings of release from heaven of the binds that are holding her to a past of a memory of someone who's no longer here in the flesh. And we breathe life into her. There's a filling gap that's happened with her current marriage to fill the gap of the loss of the previous before that healing was done. So, Father, we're, we're praying a restorative healing into Amber's heart, filling her fully with the Holy Spirit and let her see clearly where she's at and what's going on. We pray compassion and healing in Josh's heart. And we just pray that both Amber and Josh can have the... the tie of their, the covenant of their marriage be reforged through the body of Christ. At the center of this are our two children, Father, that we play three children. And may they all be completely filled with Holy Spirit and protection of heaven. And we place a hedge of protection around these children and may they be experience the power of Jesus in their heart. And in this, these sort of yo-yo events, this is all the devil moving to try to pull people apart and wound the children. So, Father, we just pray a hedge of protection around this entire family as we flood it with the Holy Spirit and ask that deep within them these wounds that are binding be released. And, Jesus, we just ask that you place your hand upon Amber and touch her to allow her to heal from that wound of the first marriage and to separate that same wound is now being carried on to the children. That's a, that's a, soul, that's a generational curse if we're not careful. So we just breathe life through that wound and breathe life into the hearts of the children and then just to see the, the bond of the third child now that's caught in this yoke, this, this pulling. This third child's not of the previous marriage, but now is only part of the mother. Let this family be unified through a breath of Holy Spirit that comes through and releases from the ties of the past and unifies them as, as one family, one heart, one mind. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Prayers for Judy as she is 
still having trouble breathing. Something is attacking her, our dear sister. She, so together, let's rebuke anything trying to cause harm. By his stripes, she is healed. We declare it in the name of Jesus, Nikki Knight. Father God, I'm just going to pray into um, Judy and just pray for healing and and breathe the life of in the breath of Jesus into her. May she be overwhelmed by the power of Holy Spirit and may the life and breath of Jesus flow into her lungs and into her body to fill her fully with the power of life. We breathe life into her heart. We breathe life into her lungs. We breathe life into her body. We lift her up in the name of Jesus. We surround her with a hedge of protection, anchored in the blood of Jesus, infinitely up and infinitely down. And we and we put our hands upon her and we declare healing and restoration on her in the name of Jesus. Amen. Update. Ted is home from the hospital, improving in his endurance. We loaned him a founder's Bible, which he said Sally was the reader and his and slid it over to her. Ted believes in a creator and accountability. Pray he understands Jesus's love for him fully. He did request we keep praying. The biopsy report will be the will be about a week. He and Sally shared the pain of losing their 19-year-old daughter 30 years ago. The phone rang Easter Sunday evening and the doctor said if they are had a daughter, Laura Bansick and asked if they had a daughter, Lauren Bansick. Sally replied yes, and the doctor said she died. They thought it was a prank. It was not until the, the, their priest and family doc inquired, and they really believed it was real, and they were told she fell out of a window at Ohio University. That was their 19-year-old daughter 30 years ago. Mandy is the only living daughter. Please Pray healing for her breast cancer and her heart in the faith walk, too. Hmm. We have to get to the core of this, which is going to be the faith in Jesus. Father's going to pray for Ted right now. Just pray for Ted and his healing. In the part of his healing, let this be the healing in the love of Christ. Let him have witness, and Jesus, we declare witness over him that you can make yourself present and known to him in the many ways that you can do that, to have him feel the power and love of you as a warrior king, to be no doubt whom he serves, and to allow him to have that clear and very visible choice, not just the creator, but the mightiness in who you are. Father, for this wound that's deep within the loss of their 19-year-old daughter 30 years ago, may that be a wound that is now healed. There's a real acrid sense that it's moved forward and it's corrupting hearts and it's corrupting the family. And so we pray life into that, li into that lifeline and that healing in their hearts of the loss of their daughter. Let them not carry the bitterness on their hearts, but now may they be lifted upon off of them. And may this be a moment as it's lifted to know the presence of our King Jesus. And Jesus, may you literally make your presence known to them in that presence as we lift off this burden off their hearts. And with this lifting off their burden off the hearts, may this burden also be lifted off of Mandy's heart. For this is the root of the evil that's now settled into her cancer. We pray healing into Mandy and we pray restoration into her body and a freeing of this, of this bond that's being anchored them into the darkness. This is a bitter root. 
And so we're praying into this bitter root and we're praying down deep into this bitter root, a gold root, a golden root of life that comes from the tree of heaven. It truly is into this and it cleanses this and there's a light spring from the, each of them now coming from within, a light that's now shining from within each other's hearts that's overwhelming, over so powerful, that's healing and lifting off these burdens of years, the pain and the, and the weight of 30 years of carrying the loss of a 19-year-old daughter. Let this be healed and let the blood of Jesus flow in their hearts and heal this in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Dear Scott and Bart's family warriors, please would you kindly pray for Sophie, a beautiful athletic 18-year-old whose body is currently being ravaged by anorexia. Up and up until she was 15, she ran for my orienteering club in the junior co uh, competitions. But this last time, she was able to run. Uh, was able to run. But this last time, she was able to run in the summer of 2021. But the last time she was able to run was in the summer of 2021. Apologies. I met up with her parents this morning, and I asked how Sophie was. They told me she has still not turned any corner and has recently been in the hospital. Now that Sophie is 18, her parents are not being kept informed on treatments advised by the hospital medics, and so this is an added anxiety for them. I proffered the anorexia as a probable demonic possession. Her parents did agree and said that the symptoms of dis-ease, i.e. the fear of food present as if it is as if this is the case. The mother told me that when asked to draw an illustration of what it feels like, a child suffering from anorexia will often draw a serpent coiling around their neck. Isn't that interesting? Oh, I'm gonna, we're going to enjoy this one. We're going after this. I explained to her mother that I belong to a church without walls. Very nicely said. Good word. And that on Sunday we ask for prayers for healing and deliverance. I asked her whether she would like me to put in a request for Sophie, and she said, yes, please. She said that she would let Sophie know and that let Sophie hear it if any prayers were made for her. Two words were given to me today. James 47, submit then to God, stand up to the devil, and he will turn and run. Hear those words, Sophie. These are going to be at the core of our prayer. Good word, JCUK. Psalm 118, 147, before dawn I rise to cry for help. I put my hope in your word. With much love, many thanks, and many blessings to you and the Bart's family, Janet, JCUK. Father God, we begin this prayer today with a prayer of hedge of protection around Sophie. We pray into the hearts of her mother and her father, and we pray into the hearts of the family and friends that are around her as we all lift up prayers for Sophie. Father, this is a serpent that's taken hold of her to choke off her life, to try to convince her that food is evil. And so we breathe life into her heart. And Sophie, with these words to you, you have to say these words. I accept Jesus as my Savior, and I forgive myself. I accept Jesus as my Savior, and I forgive myself. And in the name of Jesus... We rebuke any de demons that have come near her. We place this hedge of protection around her and we cast these demons out. And any demon that has taken any authority here, you know the penalty for coming back. For we declare this child is a child of the Most High. 
The punishment there to touch her again is more pain than you can ever imagine. And in the name of Jesus, we place a pedge of protection around her and we pray life into Sophie's heart. Sophie, hear our prayers. For again, as said in James 4, 7, submit then to God, stand up to the devil and he will turn and run. And now it's time to turn and put your eyes on the devil and say, run, devil, run. For God is with me and God is in my heart and Jesus is my savior. Jesus, we ask that you place your hands upon Sophie to lift her up in prayer and the touch that you have and to let her feel the mightiness and the glory of the warrior God, the warrior king that we have. Sophie, you have to understand that this is a fight. This is a fight that you're fighting, not of the flesh, but of but of spirit. And the spirit's trying to pull you down and you have all the authority to overcome it. Just proclaim Jesus in your life and we proclaim Jesus over you and we proclaim Jesus over your heart. And Jesus, as we say this, we proclaim total healing over her, Sophie, from head to toe and toe to head. That this sickness that's taken hold of her, and a demonic attack, we now flush it from her body. We give her a refresh, a refreshing of the mind, body, spirit, and soul. As we breathe life into her and, and the inspiration and power of the Holy Spirit floods through her completely from head to toe and toe to head. And may this be the glory of heaven that sounds surrounds Sophie as she feels a lifted up and this serpent around her neck is now ripped away and shred and cast into the lake of fire. And now we ask Father to deploy war angels around her to protect her from any further attacks as she begins to heal the mind and the body. And we, pray, we ask and we declare healing angels to surround her and to fill her life with the glory of heaven. Let the hymns be heard within her for her parents and for Sophie, you have to make the choice. You're now of 18. You now have to rebuke any of the spell casts at the hospital, anything telling you anything other than you are perfect. You are made in the perfection of, the, of, of God. You are a perfect child, and God loves you as we love you, and we are praying love into your heart. And so, Sophie, hear these words. The whispers of the devil will try to get in, but we've rebuked those and we've cast those out, and there will be no more whispers spoken to you, for their tongues are bound and they're cast to the feet of Jesus for judgment. And now around you is just the hymns of the angels. Bring in that music into your life. Listen to it. Bring it in and let it hear, fill your heart and let it heal you. Forgive yourself, Sophie. This is the big one. You must forgive yourself. For the walk that you've taken is not of your own. This is the one led by the devil himself. And your family loves you. Your mother loves you. Your father loves you. And whatever wounds are there that have caused this, now we pray into that timeline of life. And Jesus, we ask that you walk the timeline of life. And wherever these wounds are, a wound somewhere along the way, a loss of believing of who you are, a doubt of the glory of who you are, a shame of something that's happened in your life, and a fear that's settled in. We rebuke all of these, and it's in the place we speak power and glory of God into your life, into the timeline of your life, going back to your birth. And Jesus, we just ask that you'll hold this child from the very birth when he was birthed into this world in the perfection and glory of what it was. And as you walk through the timeline of the life, as we walk through, as we find anything in this timeline, we're breathing healing and preaching healing into your life to heal those wounds. Friends putting you down, calling you one thing or another, the images of that come into your head to think that you're lesser than somebody else. Not true. All lies, all lies. We cast them out and rebuke them. And instead, we, we speak to you, you're beautiful. You're a beautiful soul made in the image of the Most High, a perfection of God himself. 
And as we walk this timeline of life and we breathe life into you, we arrive at the moment where we are now. Now open your eyes, Sophie, and see that Jesus is before you because he's handing you something. He's handing you the perfected child, the child that you were at birth, healed and fully perfect. He's pushing it back into your heart. Feel that gift come into you, overwhelming you, filling you with the glory of Holy Spirit. And now speak Jesus into the world. And as you do, be set free. For we cast those demons out and we pray the glory of God upon you. And we tell you again, as God is speaking to you, you are a beautiful child. Now lift your eyes and speak to me and see me. For I am your God. I am your father. And before dawn, I rise to cry for help. I put my hope in your word. Amen. And in the name of Jesus, we declare you healed. Amen. Prayer request for strengthening loved ones with Christ's presence as my papa, my grandfather, has been called home to heaven this morning. We were with him until 1 a.m. Friday night He, as he rested battling cancer, knowing that our father was using him to bring family together for months to show the power of Christ, working through him, not fearing his pain, as he acknowledged the power of salvation, knowing he was his in his hands, being given the opportunity daily to share the gospel with so many. My papa, more, my papa, the gospel was so many, loved ones that weren't seeking our father. I truly believe all, all you who have had him in, in prayers have my papa more time to do his father's work as I have seen change in so many of our loved ones truly acknowledging God. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but the power and the love and the sound mind. 2 Timothy 1.7 KGV. J. Cress. Okay. Father, we just pray a blessing over all of J. Cress's family and loved ones, and that this moment of the, of the passing of the grandfather will be one that would truly be that of a seed that is now blown into the hearts of each and every one a seed of Holy Spirit that will light a fire of righteousness and love within them to truly now face a world with the strength of Jesus growing within them. And may the wisdom and words and love of this grandfather, the strength of this grandfather, be now so deeply rooted in their hearts that it's a memory that overtakes that of doubt of who you are. But rather, Father, this is now one that takes root truly deep within the root of the heart that speaks to the heart of heaven. And that this, and in J. Cress's own desire, that the family and loved ones now turn to you. They spark the power and glory of the love of Christ within them. They begin asking the questions they begin to seek. And may that blessing now pass upon J. Cress to be able to walk them into that place, to embrace truly the power and glory of God, the power and glory of Jesus, and to transform their lives lives as the true gift and blessing that their grandfather would have wanted for each one. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Texas, a female constable deputy conducted a traffic stop when a trailer became unhooked from another vehicle, striking the back of her patrol vehicle. She has been transported to a local hospital for injuries. The driver was pulled over, was not injured. Please join us in sending prayers and positive thoughts for her recovery. Mark Herman, Harris County Constable Precinct 4 Police Frequency. Father God, I just want to pray for a constable deputy in Texas who has now been placed in the hospital for injuries and doing her job. 
We just pray for a powerful prayer of healing over her and a powerful prayer of restoration over her. And may this moment be one that there's no fear in her heart, there's no trepidation, there's no doubt, but rather one of confidence and one of love of Christ. And Jesus, no matter where she is in this walk with you, may you make yourself present within her and around her, that she can feel truly your power and glory. And then may the power of the Holy Spirit fill her. And may the power of the Holy Spirit fill those of other police around her. And now the true sense of being in the worship of God, may this be one of these moments that this officer now becomes a seed to echo in the power and glory of heaven within the rank and file of the police department. That her recovery, her sense, her feeling of the walk with Holy Spirit now pushes into the police department. That any affiliations with the Masonic, with any affiliations with any of these sort of lodges that they do, those ties and binds are broken as this officer now walks back within the ranks and demonstrates the power of God and the Holy Spirit spirit for healing and the glory of the one whom we serve in Christ Jesus name. Amen. Asking for prayers for a three-year-old boy, Elliot, who was injured by fire. He was going into surgery this morning. He is part of our church family. His parents need comfort along with his four siblings that are very traumatized. If one part of the body suffers, so does the other part. Lift up his family, please. Our brothers and sisters in Christ. Sabrina Langston. Father God, we just pray for Elliot this morning and we pray miracle healing over his body as we lift our hands and surround him with the glory and power of Holy Spirit to shed down the glory of heaven upon him. Father, we just pray for the blood of Jesus to touch him and to heal him, to restore him. And just with this in this very moment where the evil now lurks to try to laugh and jeer at those moments of fear within the heart, we rebuke that as we place a hedge of protection around this family. And in the place of the evil, we now breathe life and love in the hearts of the children and the siblings. Let them all now turn in prayer to you more than ever and look to you and pray for their brother, Elliot, little Elliot. Father, we pray complete restoration over Elliot's body, a miracle of healing that beyond anything we've ever seen, no matter whether there's skin grafts, what surgery there is, whatever's happening, we pray complete and total healing over this young child. Restoration. If limbs are damaged, we pray restoration on those limbs. If fingers are damaged, we pray restoration on those fingers. If there's scar tissue, we remove that scar tissue and we pray into the perfection and glory of God to heal him totally from head to toe and toe to head. And we join in, we ask that the family join in those prayers to pray life into him in a miracle way. No fear in the heart. We rebuke the fear. We rebuke the hesitation. We rebuke the doubt. And now we pray life into this, this child. And we lift him up in the name of Jesus, in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Wow. They likely did chili with the fire like they did in Maui. We must get word out and send prayers. ZSG 3333. Absolutely. Father God, this evil that has taken root and has used its powers again to destroy a whole community in Chile. We absolutely rebuke this evil and whatever tech instruments of terror they have used. We ask that those instruments of terror be incinerated, that those that have used those in the spirit of the strongholds that are manipulating that, we pray against them and we break those fortresses and tie break those ties to those evil minions that are now on the earth doing such evil against people. 
Father, for the people in Chile, we pray a blessing over the, each one of them that has survived. We pray the resources of heaven pour down to help them give the confidence and glory in heaven to overcome. We pray for the healing of their hearts. And for those that have lost lives, we pray for the healing of the hearts where they have lost, not to sit heavy in mourning, but now to lift their eyes to heaven and say, oh God, here we are. We are humble ourselves before you as a nation. We humble ourselves before you as a people. Bless us, oh Father, for this moment. And so, Father, we pray for this and we join them in prayer of humility and prayer and asking for your help in this moment to bring justice to this land, to bring justice and restoration to the people in Chile and to bring justice to this evil that continues to use its technologies of the fallen to wage war against your children. In Christ Jesus' name, we declare justice and healing. Amen. Wellsville Police Department, Ohio, sadly announced the death of retired canine chief at 12 years of age. Canine, his name is Chief, at the years of 12 years of age. PTL uh, Serenity would like to thank Stark County and Veterinary Emergency Clinic for seeing canine chief. Prayers for his partner, their family, and their agency police frequency. Father God, I just want to pray into the, the family in the police department that has nurtured this creature of ours, this blessed creature, as a as canine known as chief. After 12 years, 12 years of age, service and duty to the department, it is what he's done in many ways that we know that all dogs do, selfless service to their masters and to their controllers. So Father, we just pray a blessing over the family. We pray a blessing over the the, uh, the department. And may this moment be one that just truly echoes the power and glory of Holy Spirit within each of our hearts. And may this moment be one for eyes to turn to you, to bless you for the blessings that they've had, and to turn away from evil ways. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Sending prayers to Doc Pete Chambers and those patriots fighting for America, ZSG 3333. And Pete's traveling today, so we want to keep him in prayers, and he's going to be taking some few days off in R&R. So we want to make sure that we are all praying for Pete and keeping him in our prayers. Father God, just lift up Colonel Pete Chambers' retired special forces for all the work that he does down on the border. And in these days now, we just pray a blessing and a hedge of protection around him as he travels forward into his days of taking some days off to spend time with his family. First day off he's had in four years. So, Father, we just pray into him right now and lift him up in the, in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for all that he is and the, and the warrior that he is and in this time, a warrior that puts Christ first in all that he does. So, Father, we continue to pray for a, a, an amazing journey, an amazing journey of awakening and miracles, of great insight. And may he be blessed with the prophetic and the apostolic experiences that he seeks in this time to give him greater clarity in his mission ahead. We ask that you place a hedge of protection around his family to lift them up and that any sort of wounds that are there, for he chose actually mission over a very important wedding, may that find a bond and healing and a restoration there. Even though he wasn't there, may the love fill each one of the family members to see him return. 
And so, Father, in this warrior that is now seeking some time with his family, we we ask for a, a dispatchment of the best of the war angels to protect him, to protect his family, and to sit vigilantly around him to ensure that no harm comes to him. And that may the healing angels overwhelm him to settle upon him. And may they fill him from head to toe and to fill him with their love all through this family to bring a reunion into this family and a gloriful experience in this family that is life-changing. And finally, Father, we pray into a total deep healing within Pete's body. May the injuries of years now be re removed, and may the blessings of the Holy Spirit fill him and completely heal him, and may the blood of Christ touch him. And Jesus, we ask that whatever is in, in him that is needs healing is healed. And we declare these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Heavenly Father, Jesus said to her, I am I am the resurrection and the life, and he who believes in me will live even if he die, even if he dies, and everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? John eleven, twenty five to twenty six. Prayers for Jan, Dick's daughter, Phil, Dick's son, and all their family in the loss of their beloved father, grandfather, and great grandfather, Charles Richard Barden, aka Dick. Dick was a Korean Marine Corps veteran. He used his GI Bill to go to UCLA and pursue a degree in physical therapy. Dick established the Southwest Therapy Services in Las Vegas way back when. This consisted of multiple outpatient physical therapy clinics. Dick owned the clinics, but he allowed his employees to manage them. Dick and I crossed paths in the mid-90s. Dick, my boss and my mentor at the time, took me under his wing and watched out for me. Dick taught me a lot about business aspect of the therapy business. Dick was a father figure to me. Dick supported me in, in personal stuff I went through. My biological parents in heaven were not able to do that. Dick and I were kindred spirits. Dick, Carol, Dick's wife, and I became good friends. I would say to them, you are my Las Vegas parents. Just a side note, because my heart's, heart tells me, that Dick would want to share this. I have prayed about it. Las Vegas gets a raw deal as far as her reputation is concerned. Las Vegas has other aspects besides gambling, casinos, showgirls, the Strip, Fremont Street, crazy drivers, and now the Super Bowl. Ugh. God has blessed me with amazing people, Christians and non-Christians, in my life since I moved to Las Vegas in 1990. There are strong communities of people who support each other, I work with veterans who tell me my neighbor did, the, did this for me and the person helped me with this. My entire healthcare career was, has been in Las Vegas. I have experienced many caring, competent people that do what is right for the patient. There are solid peeps that take the, their shirts off their backs for their brother and sister. Yes, this exists in Las Vegas, just saying. I deeply believe that Dick entered heaven. I deeply believe that Dick entered heaven, God. Jesus, Jesus' wife, Carol, his son, Gary, adored adorable family and friends of my parents, welcome him with enormous love. I just want to honor Dick, who was truly instrumental in my life. Dick was compassionate, honorable, kind-hearted man. Dick was a phenomenal businessman and gutsy. I was so ecstatic when Dick found it and established a relationship with Jesus in his later life. We had several conversations about Jesus. Dick was quite the story of a man 
who worked hard for humanity, acquiring America, American success. Dick's life exemplified the opportunities that he capitalized on once exited, that once existed in our country. Dick was dedicated husband and family man. He was the ultimate provider for his family and his employees. What I have mentioned does not even touch all of Dick's accomplishments. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for allowing me to recognize the highest esteemed in the highest esteemed Dick. I know this is long. God has alleviated some of the pain from my heart by sharing the precious memories about my beloved Dick. I pray it helps this his family and as they grieve. Semper Fidelis, Honorable Charles Richard Bard, um, um, Barna, Bernard. Dick, you will always be in my heart and your memory will never fade. I will look forward to seeing you again in, in the Father's kingdom. Thank you, Jesus, for these words. Heavenly Father God, you are the God of compassion, solace, and refuge. Dick's family need you every hour. They have lost their father and grandfather and great-grandfather. Father God, you are holding Dick in your arms as we welcome him to heaven. Father God, you know the encountering know that encountering death is never easy, but that's why you know you know, Lord, Dick's family need you more than ever. During the, the time of loss, help them remember that you knew Dick from birth and that he died in your loving arms. Help Dick's family to trust in the name of Jesus, whose blood conquered the sin and death. May the words of your enduring love bring Dick's family comfort. E.K. Mack. Father God, I just want to lift up this at the request of E.K. Mack. Dick, who is, as we've come to know him a bit through this testimony, obviously has a very powerful walk in his life and has touched many people's lives. And so we pray for power of healing upon the family, that this healing in, in in the name of Jesus will touch their hearts in such a way that they will be lifted up and that the memory and his greatness will overcome any of the pain of loss and to know that that memory is what forges us as we step forward and to be greater than, than what the memory is that was given to us. Let us use these moments as a reminder that what we experience in life is temporal, that our life is short, that we must do the full most we can within those points, and that we must seek to be remembered for the glory in God, not the glory in ourselves. And for all that we do, let us always be driven by the power of Jesus in all that we touch and do. That it is our mission that in what we do, our life truly becomes ministry. And that as our ministry it becomes testimony in our end of who remembers us and who has been touched by us. So let this moment in the in this story and blessing of Dick be one of healing and be one of reminder that what we have before us is a great opportunity to take anything that we do and to inspire others, to care for others, to love thy neighbor, and to walk in the true ministry of our Lord and Savior Jesus. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Asking for prayers for my granddaughter, Montana, who is on the way to the hospital experiencing symptoms of what could be a stroke, Martha Martin. So, Father God, we're just praying for Montana, Martha Martin's granddaughter, and just praying a hedge of protection around her and praying life and restoration into her. Whatever the cause of this ailment, we just now pray healing over her. In Christ Jesus, we just ask in your name that you, the, that you can touch her and that the blood of Christ touch her. And then in the name of Jesus and the authorities given to us, we declare healing over Montana. Amen. Hey fam, been dealing with flu-like symptoms for the past two days that have been totally bedridden. 
Most of my symptoms are a breeze, but the nonstop headache that can feel like being hit with three two-by-fours at the time is a little much. Thanks in advance, family Devonese. Oh, my goodness. Father God, I'm just going to pray into Devonese, and she's such a blessing in Debar's nation, and we just surround her with a hedge of protection, and we pray life into her, and we pray restoration into her. In the name of Jesus, we rebuke any of this sort of headache or ailment that she's had, this flu-like symptoms. And so, Father, with this hedge of protection, we also filter out any influence from frequencies other than your own, be it 5G or others, and then we truly now pray into the power of the frequency of love into Devonese and lift her up, and we pray healing into her heart, and we pray restoration into her mind, body, soul, and spirit. So, Father, we ask as well for war angels to be dispatched to deflect any sort of demonic attack, and we break and shear off any attempt to, to attack or cause problems with Devonese, and we can p- declare a king- kingdom authority of healing upon her, and in Christ Jesus' name, we declare healing and pain-free in, in all her days. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. My niece's fiance is a J6 defendant. She and Lawrence met after J6 and have plans on building a life together. Recently, he was made an he was made aware. My niece's fiance. Okay, recently he was made aware of pending charges for actions at the Capitol. He is facing up to 20 years in jail to be served in the D.C. Gulag. Please pray pray for Lawrence as he faces his pending accusations. Thank you. Christ, Chris in Michigan. And Chris, I've, we've talked already and we'll continue to follow up, but you need to make, get the following of Jaron Jackson may have the only key for this. So make sure and follow up with him. Father God, I'm just going to pray for this J6 defendant, Lawrence, who again is being victimized by an evil tyrannical state that's using anything it can to cast people off and put fear into people's hearts. And so we begin by rebuking fear and we just pray Holy Spirit into Lawrence and into his his fiance. And we just tell you, Lawrence, that wherever you are at, the first and most important thing you can be doing and need to be doing is digging deep into the word. This is a moment in time where you need to submit yourself to Father, humble yourself before the throne, and pray truly for his grace upon you. Not that you are guilty necessarily at all, not knowing what you did or what's involved here in the case, but you need the fullness of God's protection. So come clean before the throne, empty your heart before him, repent, and accept Jesus fully into your heart. You're going to need it in these hours. This is very critical. This is a spiritual fight, not a physical fight. For Chris, I just pray that you'll just continue to pray over these two and guide them as you do so well in the power of the Holy Spirit and in the scriptures. And then, Father, we just pray for the resources, blessings, and knowledge to fall upon uh, Lawrence. And may that, if that's Jaron Jackson and his his tools, may you simply bless them with that connection necessary to give them the words and the things needed to do to defend themselves against this evil using the common law, the law of the, the moral law of heaven to be able to defend them. And so, Father, we also pray a hedge of protection around uh, Lawrence. We pray a hedge of protection around him and with truly the war angels taking taking root to defend off any attacks from evil. And we pray in truth into any of those that are doing the investigation or, or um, accusations that they must face the truth and not be whittled away by the evils and the lies of the, of the, of the evil one. So, Father, we pray a blessing over Lawrence. Pray freedom over his heart and liberty in Christ Jesus' name. Amen.
Dear Scott and Bard's gang, my 65-year-old, extremely healthy cousin, fully jabbed, was diagnosed some months ago with metastatic cancer that is not resolved despite treatment. They have now given her two or very two or very few months to live. Unsure if she's a Christian, could we please pray for her? Thank you, Patricia. Praying for healing is not contingent upon being a Christian. We know that. When we when we do pray for healing, I believe this is not scriptural, but I believe that as we do, we should always be asking for an event that awakens their eyes to the origins of that healing and opens their eyes to the glory of Christ, to open the door that they can accept that in their process. Father, this is one of these difficult ones again, to someone who has been misled by the by the lies of the evil one and has accepted these jabs as a way of salvation instead of salvation through Christ. And so, Father, we pray life into, into this woman and into, into this I'm assuming it's a woman, may not be. Hang on a minute. Yes, it is. Okay, we pray life into this woman and restoration to this woman. And we lift her up into heaven. And we just ask at this moment, regardless of where she is in her relationship with Christ, that this can be a tremendous moment to now face the need to have accountability before the throne. Not in a punitive way, but in a forgiving way to face the love and heart of Jesus that reminds her that you are forgiven and to guide her into this profound moment of acceptance of responsibility to relinquish that burden of fear that was on her heart that was that was there that allowed the jabs to be accepted as a solution, but now to turn her eyes away from the worship of Big Pharma and turn put her eyes on the glory of heaven. And in the process, Father... We just pray for a total and restorative healing across her body. We declare that healing in the name of Jesus to expunge out any of the damage done by this shot and to rid herself of the cancer and to let her know in her heart the true root of this healing is you, that the true root of this healing comes from the living miracle God that flows within her and through her and to lift her up and restore her, to ultimately let her eyes be open and the scales scales fall, to understand through the true sense of power and glory lives within this world, in you, in Christ Jesus' name, amen. I have a prayer request for Mike, a friend who will be going through biopsies and testing for a mass in his spleen and in his colon, he was a strong. He has a strong faith, but is physically weak due to low blood counts. May we pray for miracle healing. Thank you, Maria, for faith. So Mike is going through biopsies, testing for mass on his spleen and his colon. So Father, we just lift up Mike in this hour, and we just pray around him and lift him up in the name of Jesus. We declare healing over his body. We cast out any sort of demonic ties to this, any influences. And we just purify his body as we run our hands from head to toe and toe to head. And we just see any of the attachments to the demonic severed and cast off and those wounds healed and the armor sealed. Father, we pray life into Mike, restoration into his body, mind, soul, and spirit. And that we see a full restorative power of the Holy Spirit flood through him. And now, Father, as we well as well, we see a rejuvenation of, of power flow through him. That's Holy Spirit sparking life into him again as his blood is transformed and purified with the blessings of the blood of Christ. And we declare all of his healing in the name of Jesus. Amen. Emergency prayer request. Mom just left 
to head into the city to take care of my grandmother. Grandmother is having some symptoms that point to a heart attack, but grandmother does not think it is one. Either way, she is in a super bad shape and we are worried. Mom has not been sleeping this week and so her blood pressure is more unstable than normal. We also have been in an ice snowstorm hitting us for hours. Thank you for praying, the country NTP. The ripple effect of these things. Father, it's going to pray a blessing of calm and peace over the grandmother, the mother, and, and country NTP. And may the power of Holy Spirit settle in upon their hearts to give a calm and a peace and a loving warmth of um, with all of them. And with this, may this loving warmth just be one of healing and restoration, that any of the ailments that are facing them, blood pressure or other or potential other problems, that we pray that out and we pray in its place the power and glory of God to settle within their hearts and fill them truly with the power and healing of Holy Spirit. Jesus, we just ask with this that you can place your hands upon each one to just give them that restorative sense of presence of who you are, the forgiving, loving heart that we have. And may all this be lifted up and the anxieties of the moment be cast out. May the doubt be removed any shame be taken away, any fear be rebuked. And in the process, we pray life and restoration and the glory of God upon each one. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Good morning, Bart's family. Lord's blessings to you all. One of my sons is 28 and not really, not really jump-starting in his life. He constantly says he is being held back by OCD. Originally, self-diagnosed and confirmed by the doctor and therapist. Not surprise, surprise. It was my belief that the OCD is a demon and it looks and it likes being there. In his younger years, there was a there were many opportunities for demon and demons to occupy him, and I do believe believe it and they have. I am requesting to have help and deliverance to rid him of these ways so that he can finally begin his life's journey. His name is Kyle, and his mother and I separated when I was six years old, and I nor his mother did a very good job at teaching him about Christ when he was younger as she has demons of her own, one being alcohol. I have been working on bettering his understanding of Christ, but there is a lot to work on there. Thank you in advance, Scott, to keep us in the fight, brother. I am with you every step of the way. God bless you, Wayne Ludwig. Okay. So one of my sons is 28, okay, and it's his name is Kyle. All right. Father God, I'm just going to pray for this, this young man. He's, in his tw- he's 28, and he's suffering from the, the issues of OCD, which is most likely a demonic issue. And so we know that in the end of the day, this sort of re- re- deliverance is going to require his acceptance to Christ. So we'll speak these words first. And this is Wayne Ludwig. If you can speak these sons, and if you want to share this with your son, then speak it. Kyle, you need to say these words. I accept Jesus Christ as my Savior, and I forgive myself. These are critical words. And there's a wound here that goes to your divorce, and it's a wound that's caused increasing instability. And with this, there's caused a lot of openings. And so we're also praying, Kyle, I don't know where, or um, Wayne, I don't know where you are with your ex-wife, but you need to reach out to her, and I would encourage you to to pray into this, to heal that wound between you in a spiritual sense. That's not to bring you together, but to heal that wound. And in the process, there's a generational 
curse that's passing on here and brokenness. So pray into the body of Christ that this this covenant that you had at one point is forged in the proper way and the separation is, is accepted in heaven. And then through that, you can pray in the life of your son. And so that may not be possible with your wife having alcohol issues. And so that's another issue. And so therefore, Father, we're going to pray and we're going to break off those bonds and chains of the alcoholism, that demon of alcoholism that's in the mother. And we're going to pray that out and we're going to pray life into the mother's heart. And as we pray life into the mother's heart, we're now going to pray life and restoration into Kyle's heart. And we're going to walk that timeline with Kyle to unburden him of any of the burdens and pains that he has of his childhood and cast out any of the demons as we now pray life into him. And Jesus, we just ask that you'll bring that young child before the divorce, before the exposure to the pain, and walk with him and hold him and heal him as we walk this timeline of Kyle's life. And we now cast out any demons and we break off any ties and we place the clarity of focus upon your mind now as we place truly the child that you once were. Jesus is giving you this as a gift back into your heart. And as you receive that, Kyle, into your heart, it's going to be an overwhelming moment of Holy Spirit that floods through you a settling, a calming, as the demons are cast off. And we rebuke those demons and we place a hedge of protection around you and we break their ties and bonds and we bind them and cast them to the feet of Jesus. And we speak life into you. We speak clarity into you. We speak restoration of your heart, mind, body, and soul into you. And we, we once again free you from these burdens of being pulled by the whispers of the demonic the distractions that occur. And so we place upon you a helmet of salvation, the glorious helmet of salvation that now filters out any of these confusing things and keeps you focused, laser focused ahead. And this is something each day you should read Ephesians 6, 10 to 18, to put on that armor of God as you step in. And so we pray a blessing of encouragement and life and love upon Kyle and a blessing of healing and restoration upon this family of yours, Wayne. And, and we pray healing into the mother and we break off those chains, chains in, in the alcoholism to clarify her and lift her up to be touched by the Holy Spirit. And we declare all of this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Please pray for my friends, David and Karen. Their teenage daughter, Isabel, was cutting herself last year and stopped attending school. When she was able to get into the mental health program to see a psychologist, she was told that she was a boy in a girl's body, naturally. This had, this had created a lot of stress for David and Karen as what was initially hoped was Isabel would get quality help turned into a worry as they found out that if, found out that if the psychologist recommended transition surgery, the cost of everything, including the lifetime of medications, would be the burden of the parents, and she was, wasn't was 18 yet. In addition to this, Karen was struggling to find a job, and David lost his job late last year. They've both been trying to find employment while praying for Isabel's salvation and healing. Pray that Isabel has an encounter with Jesus to experience his love and for her and to be miraculously healed in addition that she sees how David and Karen have been faithfully praying for her and trusting in God to provide as they search for work. Okay. Well, we shall. First of all, this is a demonic attack. This cutting is a demonic, almost almost level of a possession. 
And naturally, these retards that run these schools now who are demons themselves, these psychologist clinics, want to you let the demon take power. We're not going to allow that. So, Father, we're just going to pray a, a, a hedge of protection around this entire family. And we first of all want to pray a blessing into David and Karen. The, the, their daughter is obviously having some problems, and so we want to first of all pray a blessing upon them that this problem with their daughter can be separate from their challenges of establishing work. And so we pray a blessing upon them from heaven of resources and stability to come into their lives and to anchor them as they now look truly into their hearts and they anchor themselves in the things that will bring stability into their lives. Now, Father, with this, and this is for David and Karen, we're going to ask you to do something, and that's to not in knowing where you're at, but to break the tie, the soul tie that you have in your marriage and reforge the soul tie through the body of Christ. I don't know where you are, but that's just coming from the Holy Spirit. And now, Father, to Isabel. Isabel is being attacked by a demon, and he wants a demon that's trying to take control of this girl and turn her into the boy. So we rebuke this, and in the name of Jesus, we cast you out. In the name of Jesus, we cast you out. In the name of Jesus, we cast you out. And this child is now secured with a hedge of protection and declared a child of the Most High. Demons have no authority over this child anymore. Father, we ask that you can dispatch war angels to protect this family and to protect this young girl. And we ask that you'll deploy healing angels to touch her and breathe into her and heal her from within. Father, we pray into this child. We pray the miracles of life into this child. And we pray restoration into her heart. And we rebuke any of the demonic attacks that are there. And Jesus, we ask that you place your hands upon her and show your face to her. Let her witness you in the fullness. And we declare this in the name of Jesus that you'll be able to present yourself to her and let her have an experience and an encounter with her that'll open her eyes to the glory of heaven. And we now place a hedge of protection and a helmet of salvation upon her that anything spoken about her, anything other than life, will not be heard and will be filtered through a filter of all things are life. And Isabel, there's a wound within you somewhere deep within. And we speak that life into you and we walk that timeline of your life as Jesus holds you as a baby, as you are perfect. And as we walk your timeline and we heal that wounds, we're speaking to you the things that the people have told you, told you how you are. You're not. You're truly a perfect child in the eyes of the Most High. God has created you as his, beautiful and loving and perfect in this world. And so, Jesus, I ask that you'll take that child that you've held and nurtured and place it back into her heart. And may this gift be an explosion of Holy Spirit within Isabel to lift her up, to lift her eyes up, to open her eyes, to cast out the, to cast off the scales and to see clearly in this hour. For this is, you are a beautiful and perfectly made child in the name of Jesus. In Christ Jesus' name we declare healing. Amen. I'll tell you. Dear Bart's family, sorry for the lateness of the request as well as the personal nature of the prayer, but you are a family. I've been constipated for eons due to neurological disease. Well, a month ago, everything stopped. I, I followed a, my normal routine to clear things with minimal results. Two weeks ago, I began fasting to help facilitate things. Nothing, not, not, next to nothing. My bowels, my bowel sounds are present throughout, but I have to have a number of hernias and torturous colon, which probably play a role in, in this. Please play for complete evacuation of this mess and the healing never... To never have these problems again. Thanks, Patriot Sister. 
So, Father God, just praying into the healing of Patriot's sister and a complete and, and total flushing of the body from head to toe and toe to head. That may this fast be a fast both of spiritual and physical and that to cleanse her body totally from all the ailments and ills that are holding her back. We pray for healing and restoration of the body in the name of Jesus, and we lift her up in the name of Jesus to heal her body completely from head to toe and toe to head, that she may be restored fully without any further pain or complications, and truly be left this pain lifted off of her so that she walks purely freely in the body of Christ. And so in the name of Jesus, we declare healing. Amen. So thank you all for being here today. It was fantastic. Was all the prayers. We had a great prayer day. Very blessed. Father God, I just want to thank you for all the blessings you give to us today, guiding us and leading us in all that you do. We are grateful for the authorities given to us by Jesus as we lift up those authorities in the name of, of our King and of our Savior and, all, and bring ourselves before the throne to, to pray for healing and to bring the fivefold ministry to the fullest of its, of its senses in this church without walls. Father, we pray truly for each person to continue to receive the gifts of the apostolic, the prophetic, to heal the sick and the broken, to cast out demons, to raise the dead, and to seek the greater works. And Father, as we do, and each of us walk each day, may we share the gospel of Jesus Christ to lift those up around us, truly in the glory of our King and of, of the kingdom in which we are here to represent as truly the children of the Most High. Bless us, Father, in this walk. Continue to open our hearts to all that's needed. May the prayers that we speak touch the hearts of the many and lift up more to the, to the glory of all that you are and the love that you bring. In Christ Jesus' name we declare, amen. Patriots, again, I'll start, restart the show right after this for a open chat. So keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil, never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place for just such a time as this. We're at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the lot. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Expedition Cafe. We've got a great interview tonight from Joy and Matt Thayer. Until then or until the next time. God bless, and out for now. Oh, I want to feel something. I just want to breathe again. Dive into the deepest end. Oh, I want to feel something. Let me get back in my body.
just to feel 